Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 22nd episode of Obscure Image Podcast, the most obscure podcast in the world with your host, Make Love. And today I have a really, really dope guest, man. This is, is a very special interview. DK has told me to interview this person. Tacit has told me to interview this person. Uh, so this is like one of the next artists after Tacit that's in KB that I'm interviewing. Uh, this is super fucking dope. This person has been in the scene for a cool minute. He's been posting music for a long time. I scroll through his SoundCloud. It's probably shit that's deleted that I didn't find, but he's been in this thing for a very long time. Super dope fucking lyrical artist coming out of KV. Uh, without further ado, why don't you introdu- introduce yourself to everybody, who you are, what you're doing, where you're from. Uh, What's up? Uh, Sanfi. I'm from Nova Scotia, Canada, and I make music, bro. <laughs> Nova Scotia. So you were born in Nova Scotia, Canada? Yeah, born in Nova Scotia, born and raised. Do you, yeah, yeah. so when you speak to like people who are American, can you tell like the difference? Like, okay, this person's American. Can you tell or? Ah, uh, you know what it, uh, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Um, because you can't really, unless, unless, um, unless they say certain words, like Canadians, like Canadians are really weird when it comes to certain words, like, like, like how everybody says house and shit like that. Canadians will say house. And sh- so mm-hmm. so if if i hear if i see, hear somebody saying just normal house for the most part i know they're american for the most part things little words like that will like bring out that canadian accent and then it obviously you know like if you hear from you know that somebody's not canadian if they don't have like the the standard toronto accent like when they're talking like ayo dog where are you from dog <laughs> like like they got that real like accent where you can only hear like a portion of their throat being used so it's like (laughs) yeah yeah i can tell the difference have you ever been to uh america no bro i haven't been outside of no no i've I've been one province over i only been to two provinces i only been here and then one province over so yeah oh wow so you've you've never been to united states nah man i want to visit i want to go to new york so bad specifically (laughs) like really why Oh, bro, like that's like that's like where hip hop started and shit like that, bro. Yeah. Like when whenever I whenever I think of whenever I think of New York, I just think of that shit. So it's like that's where I always wanted to go. It's like I, it just seems so interesting. It seems like everybody's like so energetic and so like I don't know, man. Like it just seems like an interesting place to be. Plus, I always wanted to try chopped cheese. I can't lie to you. I can't hold you. <laughs> Yo, my sister gonna love to hear that, bro. She love fucking chopped cheese, man. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm heavy into. I, I, I always wanted to try chopped cheese. Go on them delis, you heard, <laughs> bro. Uh, that's lit. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. going to New York. I mean, I, I went a couple times. It's, it's like really fast paced. Like people mm-hmm. be, like I was a little kid and people was like bumping into me and shit, stepping on my shoes. Like, like it's, it's really fast paced in New York. Like it's fucking crazy. But, uh, Bro, I can't stepping on shoes is crazy. Man, <laughs> a little kid's shoes, dog. Like what? Like, bro, like chill out. Like you're bumping my shoulders and shit. Like what the fuck? Bro, like what? I mean, that's cool that you said that you would like to go because uh it's basically the birthplace of hip hop. Basically. Yeah, man. It's it's fucking crazy. And allegedly, I don't know I've seen like different dates, but I've seen that like I got like basically I share the same birthday as hip hop, August eleventh. That's like super, really? yeah, super fucking that's cool. A, 
that's a Snapple fact for me. I didn't know that was like a thing. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I didn't know that was a thing. I know, I know, hip hop started with like um DJ Cool Herc and shit like that. I know that, but like, I didn't know that there was a day on it. I yeah. literally didn't know. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, they put a date on that shit. And Rugrats yeah. has that same birthday too. The fucking Rugrats, the oh, fucking show. Oh my god! When I was a kid, I used to, I used to, I used to go crazy on some Rugrats. Man, I can't lie to you. Oh man, <laughs> I used to watch the movie more than anything. Man, really? Which one? Um, uh, I forget what it's fucking called because it's like that's seven, like that's like seven years old. So uh-huh. I'm like, I can't remember what the movie was called, but I know the one of the it was probably the first Rugrats movie though that that I that I used to watch a lot. Yeah. Do you remember what they were doing? No, bro, everything's a blur. Like <laughs> I feel that. No, I feel that. <laughs> like I find like I find like between like it might have been even younger. It might have been like six to like five. I find I I always like find this weird and and people usually always say the same thing the between the ages of like one like when you're a baby to about four or five they all seem kind of like a blur like i don't feel like i remember anything from the period of time that i was like between like one to four like i don't remember shit i remember just before i started going to school probably and then i remember bits and pieces in between i don't remember any of like i don't remember much like Things that things that my parents might tell me that I did, I don't remember that shit. Like I don't remember any of it for the most part, but I remember little bits and pieces. But nah, anything before that, I just it's it's like it's all a blur. I can't lie. Now that's pretty normal though. Like you knowing bits and pieces. Now if you didn't yeah. remember anything at all, then I'll be like, oh damn, that's crazy. Yeah, like I like I might remember like just just randomly like sitting in a crib or something like that and waking up mm-hmm. one day and seeing my grandma or some something like that but when it comes to actual full days and shit like that i couldn't go back yeah. to a day and be like this memory is like crazy i only remember bits and pieces yeah yeah, yeah. nah like it, it's just it's just crazy i just i just always think that's weird i remember there's only a few things that i remember from my childhood i remember like i used to play with like little hot wheels cars a lot it's crazy because I never got into cars like that, but like, mm-hmm. um, little Hot Wheels cars, little uh, and I w- and I remember like always being, I always remember being at my grandmother's house because me and my mom lived with my grandmother at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That's about it. Yeah, I remember uh, beating the fuck out of this teddy bear, man, slamming him on his head, man, like watching wrestling <laughs> and shit. That's what I really remember. It was like this cookie monster type teddy bear. I used to be beating the fuck out of him, man. <laughs> I had this, I had like this creepy Elmo toy, like when I was a kid. I remember that. <laughs> now, now that you mentioned, I remember that. There's this creepy Elmo toy that talked that I had when I was a kid. I remember, I remember that. It looks so creepy. Every once in a while, I wake up and see, it and I'd be like, "Oh, god, <laughs> that's about it. That's crazy. It's crazy. I remember man. seeing somewhere that uh. There are certain kids that remember like their birth type shit. That's fucking yeah. Wild. That's that'd be insane. Like remember, remember, like actually, like from dark to light, like like and just coming out, like that's insane. No, nah, I don't remember. See, I was see, I was small, like so. I I I so my mom got a C section because like she got sick around the time that I was uh around the time that I was about to be born. So I was born in, like seven and a half months. Okay, closer to seven. It was closer to seven than it was seven and a half, but seven months. So I was an incubator. Like I was like a baby that was in an incubator. I was really small. I was like only some like three pounds. Uh, 
And I I was supposed to probably, like, I think they said there was a really, my parents always told me that there was a really, really, really small chance of me actually living. So, like, the fact that I'm here is kind of a blessing. But, like, yeah, I don't remember any of that because, like, I just I just remember there's pictures of my dad that he could just, like, hold me in one arm. And I was, like, I looked like this tiny little doll, basically, because, like, I was so small. Like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I'm glad that oh, you're still that? here, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, no, 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 no. We good. I'm I'm living, so we good. Man, because I remember my mom, she was, uh, the reason why that hit, like, kind of hard for me is because mm-hmm. my mom, she wasn't, I, I don't know if, she, I don't think she was sick, but basically, my like, my dad had, like, he left type shit when she was still, she was pregnant. She was, like, six months or something like that, and yeah. he had left, and, uh, she got really fucking depressed when she was with me. Like, she didn't eat. Like, she wasn't eating a lot. And yeah. uh, I remember one one thing she told me is, like, the reason why she started back eating again, because she had, like, like, threw up type shit. Like, mm-hmm. threw up blood when she was pregnant with me. And then mm-hmm. uh, that's what made her, she started eating. And that's why she was telling me now, like, you have, like, really weird eating habits. Like, I've always mm-hmm. been, like, a picky eater or I don't eat a lot type shit. So when you were mm-hmm. saying that, like, you know, your mom was sick with you, it kind of really... Kind of hit home a little bit, kind of take a yeah. break. Yeah, you know what's crazy is it's very not not similar in the sense that uh, not similar in the sense that because because my pop's still here, mm-hmm. but like uh, that's what my mom was doing. She was just like always. She was she was she was overworking herself. She was she was she was still trying to go to high school when she was about six months and like walking around and she wasn't eating enough. And she just got really sick. And I think one day she had a she had a seizure. That's what it was. And that's when they were like, you you got to have this C-section because she's small. She's like she's like 411. So she was small and like she just couldn't handle it. So they were like, he needs to come out now. How long have you been like making music? I want to say I've been making music. (laughs) I've been, hmm. I've been making music since I was probably since probably like, hmm, I want to say around 2013. Mm-hmm. Around 2013, and I actually started taking it serious. My first actual song where I was taking things seriously was probably like, literally the first song on my SoundCloud. Is that that's when that's when that's when I actually started taking music serious. So my first song on my SoundCloud is like, when I really started recording. Cause before I just played around. And what were you doing? Were you rapping? Were you like making beats or? I was I was always rapping. I I've thought about making beats, but I know too many producers, man. I know too many producers, and I watch how they make beats, and it's so it's so much, like it's so much, and like I feel like I could because I always like I look at I look at things. I'm like, bro, I could make a crazy sample, or like I could do something nuts. This sounds crazy because I'm always hearing things and I'm like, yo, this could be a beat. Um, but I, I just I just don't think I could do all the intricate mixing literal literal notes and sounds and uh actually coming through and making cause beats take much longer. They're much much more finicky and much more much more tweaking. Which mm-hmm. with rapping is just like the beat, your vocals ad-libs and maybe some like layers of other things that you want to put on with production it's like <laughs> it's it's 808s it's 
it's the snaps, it's the kicks, it's mixing all that, it's finding the sample, it's making the melody, it's like, and then tweaking it to sound as best as you possibly can. And so much into it. So I never got into production, but rapping, like, I, I, it always seems hard to get into production because, like, rapping is the thing that I started from and sucked, and I honed it as best as I could. I feel like I would have to do the same thing with production. I would suck at that shit, and then I would have to work for a very long time to, like, get it to where I would actually be willing to put something out seriously. Okay, so why why do you feel like when you first started rapping, why do you feel like you sucked? No, I just did. Like, when... <laughs> when you first start rapping like there's a, i always call it mic shy like you're you, you're mm. trying to sound cool on the mic but like you're trying to sound cool on the mic but you also sound like you're scared of the mic like you just don't sound like you're confident okay. you don't exude confidence when you first start rapping you don't really understand all the different things that you shouldn't say there, there's like this un i feel like it maybe it's only me but there's unspoken rules, like, when it comes to rap, of things that you just can't say that just sound corny. Like, there's just things that you say them and they'll just sound fucking corny as shit if you, if you rap them out. And when you first start rapping, there's none of that. There, the flow, it's all breaky and, like, you don't... Like, nobody's perfect when they first start rapping. Nobody, like, raps and their flow's, like, just on a thousand mm -hmm. like and and it's perfect right like my flow was choppy it was horrible like i <laughs> do these long pauses and then start rapping again um i have horrible metaphors that i just thought were the greatest thing on earth because everybody when they first start rapping is like nah they just don't understand they nah. don't get me <laughs> they don't get what i'm trying to do they don't understand that i'm just like number one i'm the best that they never heard honestly like just give me a chance like <laughs> and then and then you start to realize you start to get better over time you're like damn i sucked like i really sucked like i was really ass like and and you get better from that i say i i say you i say the the biggest reason i would say i sucked is because i was too overconfident when you mm. start to actually understand you're not that good that's when you get better so <clears throat> what do you think would be some advice that you'd give like the sanfi that just started making music uh delivery 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 the way you say things is probably like the way that you say things is the most important thing when it comes to rap because that whole unspoken rule book of things that you say that just sound corny it can go all out of the book depending on how you say it if you can if you can say something see uh, it's hard to explain but I say rap, the biggest, the most important thing is to make everything you say believable. Even if it's the, even if, even if, even if, if it's the craziest thing that you've said, like it's, it's something that somebody would never believe. They, they know you don't do this shit. Say it in a way where it's like, he might be doing that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he might be doing that. Like. Is it, it, it that's the most important thing to make it all believable, make it make it known that like, nah, I'm really like that. But somebody's thinking, oh, he can't be like that, but he might be. It's like it's like this weird tightrope thing. Mm -hmm. mm. Do you play any instruments? I don't play any now, but <laughs> when I was in like elementary school, I played the trumpet a little bit. Really? 
Yeah, like I was in um it was only for like two years. Um in like elementary. We would have like I had a trumpet and like <laughs> this is the funniest shit. I wanna say in elementary school I tried to like really take music seriously because like for like singing and shit like that because like my te my my music teacher tried to actually tell me I could sing. I couldn't sing for shit by the way. Like but my music teacher for some apparent reason like would tell me that I can sing. I I I remember I would record myself back. I'd be like this shit sucks. Like, <laughs> and my, Bro. And my dad. My dad's my biggest like my dad's my like uh He'll be my he'll 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 bring me back to reality when it comes to shit like that. He'll be like, uh -huh. nah, bro, like you need to stop, <laughs> like, chill out. I want to say like, and, and and then like, we got into the the recorders and shit. Everybody did the recorder, and then I and then I started. She was like, you should join the band, and I was like, okay. So I did band. I think I only did one actual performance at like some other school. One other one. There might have been a second one, but I I only remember one performance that i did with the trumpet and then after two years like when elementary school ended and we went to middle school i stopped that's when i started looking for little words that are too extra because everything got to say everything got to stay on point to make sure your flow is the best you got to make sure that all the syllables are the same in each line it all gotta go to the same beat on each line so like when you're doing that it's like that's the most tedious part when you're like trying to make sure all the syllables work and each line lines up with each other. And that's probably what takes the longest. That's what will take me the longest because it's so tedious. And but after that, I finally lay the last last lyrics, the last vocals, and then I'm done. That's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, man. When people write, they just say whatever. Like when you first write something, like at some point you're gonna the human brain can only focus for, I think they say, up to 45 minutes at a time. So, hmm. like, and then you need a break. Like, you need a break. It's crazy that you say that, 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 I, that that's an actual study. A study that they've come through with things like school, and they still hold, like, university classes that are, like, three hours long. But we know that the human brain can only actually listen for 45 minutes straight, max. But, yeah. After some point, you're not listening. You're coming in and out, or you're getting lazy with what you're what you're doing. So it's like you might have to drop it and then come back to it, just to make sure it's the best you can possibly do. What the fuck? That's really interesting. Cause I'm I'm like super big into psychology. I love psychology. I love the brain. I've never heard that before. It's actually yeah, really can, fucking intriguing. Yeah, you can only focus up to like 45 minutes. And me, ADHD, I can only focus for like 15, 20. Man, like after 15, 20, I'm out. I'm like damn what the fuck i'm tweaking out i'm like oh shit like what's going on with yeah. something else like while i'm thinking that's interesting because the next question is uh it's crazy that you say that the next question is do you like making music or does it get like boring sometimes hmm. <laughs> getting making making music is always fun when you're like when when you got a song and it's finished when you got the lyrics all all, all laid and recorded it gets the, the times that it gets boring is when you have a deadline. I, You know what? It's never boring when I'm recording my own songs. When I'm actually making my own music and I'm making my own songs, it's never boring. When I'm recording a feature for somebody else, it's it's the most boring thing ever. Unless, like, I really love the song. And that's because it's not my song. So, like, when somebody sends it to me, I'm not picture. I can't quite picture myself on it. So, like... 
when I'm recording it, I feel like it feels like an out of body. It feels like an out of body experience. I want to say because it's like it feels like it's not yours. So like it, it's like it gets boring because you're like, bro, like I don't know if I, how I feel about this. I don't even know if I like this. So it gets it gets boring sometimes in that aspect. But when I'm recording my own shit. It's where my mind went. It's where where I'm thinking. It's where I took the song. So it's like it's always fun. That in that case. Damn. So, hmm. So do you like when it comes to making music with somebody else? Does is it not intriguing hearing like what comes out of their brain or? It can be. It can be. Okay. Um. It can definitely be. But like the thing about it is that I find it is because whenever I whenever I try and get a feature, I don't have many features on my fucking. Mm-hmm. on my soundcloud at all i only have like two i think but like and then features i've done from here and there but <clears throat> when i'm working with people that i know that i know that they're gonna make a crazy song that i'm gonna work on like it can be fun when i'm recording for somebody who actually paid for a feature they usually suck i can't lie to you like most of the time <laughs> when somebody pays, when somebody pays for the feature the reason why i'm charging them is because they suck for the most part like because i'm like bro like you got to pay me for my time because like your ass bro like <laughs> and it's and it could be that person could be the biggest fan of me ever and i appreciate that it's just nigga your ass so it's like i gotta charge you because like you're wasting my time right now like i could be doing something better <laughs> i'd rather be at work right now than 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 do Damn. <laughs> so yeah i can't lie to you like that's when it gets boring when you're paying for that's what that's what sucks the fun out of things when 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 I do a paid feature when somebody pays for a feature that sucks all the fun out of music that makes me never want because niggas be on your ass bro like I literally I give people time frames and shit like I'll be like you know what you pay me for this I'll have it back to you in one week mm-hmm. it'll be two days bro be like so where's my feature <laughs> where's my feature <laughs> Do you you got the song done yet? Have you checked it out? Have you recorded? Do you have anything to send me? It's two days, bro. I told you one week. And it's like, sometimes I just refund people. I'm just like, bro, like, take your money back. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care about your song, bro. Like, and there's a, there's a slight aspect of like, people that pay you for features, they're, they're not always like, they're not always the biggest fans of you. Like, they're not always people that are like, people that love your music sometimes mm-hmm. there are people that followed you like five minutes ago and they're like oh this the, he got a little something going i need to get myself a little something going so it's like yeah it's not natural so it feels like i don't know like it's these weird interactions it makes it it, it does suck the fun out of those times are like when it's like the least fun damn so yeah it kind of sounds like a. what's how can i put this like being paid to do something like making it almost feel like a job is kind of like that's not where it's at for you that just sucks yeah it really does i i hate that i love to perform performing would be fun getting paid to perform and shit like that mm-hmm. but and if the artist is good like for example like if i worked with a bigger artist that i know is good and they paid me because i got i got something for them to gain as well mm-hmm. and we both got something to gain it's a mutual respect thing where I know he's nice. He knows I'm nice and we can make a crazy song and he happened to pay or I happen to pay. That's when it could be fun. When it's somebody who just started making their song and they're just like doing this for like their school project and like <laughs> and and they're just starting with music and 
they're just trying to get something going for themselves and it completely is ass and they're paying me, it's boring as hell because they put their money out there and they weren't sure about putting their money out there and they're not good as well. And they might have picked a horrible beat as well, but yeah. I already accepted that I would record to it and it's yeah. crazy. Those be the songs that I try to least on. Like I go through the motions when I when I when I when I record on people's features. I can't lie. Like I don't give them Sometimes I give I give I give people crazy verses, but other times I'm like, bro, like I don't I don't spend that much time because it's like, bro, like I'm not into it. I'll yeah. give them like half. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to like features that aren't paid for, like some shit that you collabed on, what's like the most fun experience you have by collabing with an artist? And who was it? Um I want to say producers, producers, um, um, hmm. it's usually the most fun w- w- with, with some of the producers that I work with. I had a recent song called Crash. It was produced by somebody named Normac. Uh, that's my friend. That, that's my bro. Like we've been in discord. We, I've known him for like six, seven years, bro. Uh, he does, he does his own little production thing where he does bounce and things like that. But he sent me this beat. He's like, bro, you got to listen. And like, I find those are always the fun experience, fun the the most fun experiences when a producer or something like that that you actually talk to or somebody you know, mm-hmm. he sends you something you're like, bro, we gotta listen to that. And then I then I come into Discord, I'm streaming it for him, like, bro, look, look, look at this, check this out. He's like, oh, this shit crazy, cause I talk to cause I talk to him like every day, so that's my bro. So it's fun to make something with somebody that you actually that you fuck with for real, and but. Those are the most fun experiences because, like, when it comes to most, like, actual, um, when somebody sends you something, for the most part, it's, like, y'all don't have, like, much, like, interaction in between, like, when it's, like, another artist in a feature. It's, like, for example, when me and DK, um, even though it's fun to actually record because I'm, like, oh, this is cool. This is gonna be a fun song to little work on. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna test it out. I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see how good I can come on a song. Pause. Um, <laughs> uh, Bruh. <laughs> no, I had I I couldn't do that. But like um <laughs> there's not much contact. You're just like you're just like, bro, uh you just send the lyrics, he sends you the little FLP or the little project, and then you record over and then you send it back mixed mm-hmm. and it's done. Like there isn't much contact. Even though you like the song when it comes out, because you're like, yeah, I like the finished product. You know it's crazy. I've told DK this for fucking years. Oh my god, I hate that Smack of Goober Volume Two. I hate my verse on that shit so bad. Really? Why? I hate my verse. I've always hated it. I've always hated that verse so fucking bad. <laughs> Why though? Verse. What's wrong with it? I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't like how I came on that song. I didn't like that. The more I listened to it, when I first recorded, I was like, "Yo, this shit hard." The more I listen to it, I'm like, damn, I don't like this shit. Why was I rapping like that? Why has he done that? And, and then I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't like it no more, but like I can understand why people fuck with it. Like it, it had the it had the vibe to it that people were going for at that time and like where where I was kinda at, but it's like I could have did better. I know I could have did better on that song. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um yeah, most other songs that I worked on with DK, I, that I, I had to step it up after that because I was like, bro, like, nah, <laughs> nah, I can rap. Like, I was kind of going through the motions on that song. I don't know. Okay. But I also, I also sent it back really quick, which is something that I don't usually do, which he would probably tell you if you spoke to him. He, I don't send shit back usually very quick. I usually like, 
I'll usually take a week to two weeks or he'll never get it back at all. And I'll just end up telling the nigga like, <laughs> yeah, bro, I don't, I don't think I could finish this. <laughs> I can't lie to you. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I sent that back in like a couple hours because that was the first like, you know what it was? I was rushing because I was like, oh shit, this is kind of the first person that like, DK, I want to say is one of the first like, I was in collectives and shit for SoundCloud, but I've always been around a bunch of producers when it comes to SoundCloud. So like, I had never had much contact with actual artists when it comes to rapping or singing and shit like that. And I was never really in that. Like, I always had a lot of contact with producers. So DK was one of the first people. So when he sent me the song, he was like, you want to get on this? I was like, damn, let me get this done as quick as possible because I don't know no people who actually rap, bro. Really? Like, I don't talk to many people that rap. It's only producers. I would love to be in contact with somebody that actually raps and shit like that. So... I recorded it quick as fuck and regretted it afterwards. <laughs> it just happened like that. Yeah. Wow. But people like it. I, I see that's see that's the thing. A lot of a lot of situations like that happen with music. You hear artists constantly saying like things like I remember back in the day with you guessed it and shit like that with OG Mako and shit oh, like yeah. that. I, I, I remember he actually like that's one of the hardest songs of all time to me. Like <laughs> that yeah. song's like hard as hell. I remember in an interview, he was like, yeah, like, I just kind of fucked around. That's not even one of what I feel like to be one of my best songs. I don't even like the song that much, honestly. I just kind of knew it would work. But that's kind of how I feel. I, 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 After I recorded it, I liked it, and I knew it would work. I knew people would like it. But after a while, I was like, damn, I don't like it that much. I, I, I could have did better. Oh. Mm. I kind of want to know, why did you step away from music and, like, are you coming back anytime soon? We kind of spoke up on this a little bit before we start recording. I always like when it comes to music, I like I get a lot of writer's block when it comes to like not being able to write to certain shit. I have to be very inspired whenever I record something. Like when I hear a beat, it's gotta it's gotta instantly like snap. It's gotta be like it's gotta be like, ooh, I'm locked in the moment that I hear it. And it's very weird because I've always been kind of inactive. I've always been like kind of in and out of music. There was a very short period of time, I want to say in like 2018, 2019, where I was just like knocking songs out mm-hmm. because I was working with producers that I like listen to on SoundCloud every day. I was talking to people and I was like, damn, these are producers that I used to listen. Because I, before I actually like really started uploading and getting into SoundCloud, before I, um, a lot of people got into like SoundCloud by things like, um, Denzel Curry, people like Puya, people like Bones, people like that. I was listening to producers, a lot of wave producers, a lot of um, a lot of trap producers, a lot of things like that. Because I had listened to a lot of dubstep. I've always loved hip hop, of course, so I always listened to music like that. But how I really got into SoundCloud was like listening to a lot of trap, a lot of uh, wave, a lot of different types of music when it comes to production. And I looked up to a lot of producers. I was like, damn, like, this shit's hard. I would love to, like, rap to something like this. And it's the it's the earlier stages of SoundCloud, so nobody's that big. So then when I started making music, I started getting bigger. And I started talking to producers that I was like, damn, these are producers that I've been listening to for the past year or two, like, every day. And now I'm speaking to them. And I'm working with them. So, like, when I first got into SoundCloud, I was like, bro, like... I got to record this. I got to make it out. I'm knocking it out. I'm knocking it out. Cause like it's inspiring me every single time. 
and I worked with pretty much everybody that I wanted to work with for the most part. And mm, I kind of lost that for like a time being where I was like, damn, like nothing can inspire me. And sometimes I get that spark back. It's just like here and there, like, I won't say here and there because sometimes I hear things back to back that I'm like, damn, like this shit's like, I got to rap on this shit right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm really like, like, I can't, I can't ever hear something. And then like, I have to get the spark for it. If I don't, I won't record. And it's got to be something different. It's got to be something that's challenging. I always like to challenge myself with music. I always like, because I don't like staying down to one sound. Like I did, I, I of course I've done trap metal. I've done boom bap at times. But I constantly want to try and change. Like I want to, like I, like I, I, I like rapping on drill more recently. I always want to change. I always want to keep it fresh. I want people to always, when they hear me, be like, "Damn, this is a breath of fresh air, bro." Like he, he constantly switches up because one thing when you get a fame, a fan base, people try and pin you down to one thing. Mm-hmm. Me, I never want to be one thing. I want people to know, like, bro, he can do anything, bro. Anything that I want, he could do. I gotta listen to him, <laughs> like. But, yeah. I want to say, like, when I don't get that spark, I can't record. And I want to say that's why I drop off for music. But I always record. I always do have music. I am going to drop more in the spring, I want to say. Like, like maybe closer to the summer. I want to drop either, like, early May or, like, the start of June. Okay. So, latest is going to be early June. I will be dropping more music. And we'll definitely be looking forward to that, bro. Most definitely. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Going back to what you said about like uh, people trying to like hold you down to a genre. I hundred percent feel that, bro. Because as an interviewer, I had people tell me like, "Oh yeah, like it's cool to see like another like underground podcast." I'm like, "Bro, like I'm not an underground podcaster, bro. Like I, you know, what I'm saying I come from the gaming shit, and it's like that's why I've tried mm-hmm. to interview so many different people: people from the underground scene, people from the gaming scene, people that." Like, fucking, I had a fucking inventor on here, fucking game developer, so I try to get everybody, and I'm saying, because I don't want to be put yeah. into a box, it's like, oh, he's a music interviewer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you don't want to, you, you don't want to take away your options, you want to, yeah. you want to, you want to make sure you always have the options, like, what if you wanted to do something else, like, let's say, let's say you wanted to do something random, like, you wanted to start making music videos for people, or yeah. if you wanted to start getting your own, like, thing where you want to game while you're doing these podcasts, so people could watch it, like, for example, live on Twitch while you're doing these podcasts, you don't want to be pinned down to just being, oh, I'm an underground interviewer. Yeah, you want to you want to be able to do whatever you want. You want to have complete freedom with your platform, and that's the thing. That's what everybody should have when they're being when they're doing something like that. Facts. I remember, uh, bro, what's going on with DK? Man, he talking about man. I don't know if you've seen his story. He talking about he want to uh, he getting close to retiring, maybe around like 2028. 20, talking about retiring bro uh dk has always said like um around the time he turns i think dk said he around the time he turns like 27 28 he wants to stop making music because i don't think like i know dk loves music but i don't think like i think he's like bro if this shit don't if this shit don't blow up i'm just gonna like kind of retire because it's like d i think dk's in school so like if he gets his degree he's like he's good he's set so it's like he could just make music for fun he don't need to get a fan base he don't need to keep going with a fan base he probably just is like i just make music for fun i don't need to keep making music for other people to listen to and worry about dropping all the time if it doesn't blow up because i got a degree i'm good to go and yeah, that shit man 
he told me that maybe he, uh oh, go ahead he's good he he he's good though like I, I i wish he would keep going but like you gotta like after a certain point when you start like making music you start i have i find like once you get to a certain age you're like bro like damn like how much longer could i do this like mm-hmm. <laughs> like how much longer could i could i do this shit like you can interview forever how much rapping is for yeah you could interview forever because you could always talk to somebody rapping is like i i it's 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 really for people who are very young most people who blow up are like between the ages of like 16 18 to early 20s the mid 20s people uh, are usually artists like kendrick and things like that most people who just get a bubble and blow up are very young it's a trendy thing. So once you get to a certain age, you're like, damn, how much longer could I try and do this? Like, how how much longer could I be trying to blow up for? Yeah. I, de- I definitely understand that. I mean, bro was the first fucking underground artist I interviewed, so I don't want him to fucking stop before yeah. me type shit. That fucking sucks. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. But, yeah. uh... I, I think he'll do... Like, I don't think he'll quit. Um, He might quit music. He might stop making music. But I know DK does streams, and DK gets a decent amount on his uh, Twitch streams. Like, I think he averages something like 15, 20 people on his Twitch streams. So, I think he might he might try and go, he might start being consistent with that and get partnered mm-hmm. with, with Twitch or something like that. So, I don't think he'll ever, like, completely quit being on social media. I think he'll just quit music. But he might stay with it. Who knows? I, I, I just know that at some point you start thinking about that sort of shit because you're like, bro, like, I don't know, like kind of you start to get like you start to accept it like i mean like i made music people have heard it because the thing is at the end of the day when you're an artist you would love to be heard by millions and millions of people all the time but like at the sense dk has been heard by people like he's been heard like if if you really love music you just want people to hear your music Mm -hmm. and you want people to think that your music's great and he's kind of and he's accomplished that I don't know if he wants to perform on stages. I don't know if he wants to do stuff like that. I do. I want to perform and things like that. But like, I don't know. I don't know what he wants to completely do. I don't know what his end like goal is for music. I know he does. He did want to blow up at one point, but it's like I don't know what his end goal. I think it's probably just so he's he's good. Mm-hmm. So if he's getting a degree, he's already gonna have that. So he don't really need music. But I know he does love music too. Who who? I never know. You'd have to ask him. Yeah. I remember... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just... Bro, whenever I whenever I start to talk, I always do that. Like, I think it's always, like, from working in, like, a call center, like, reassuring, in a sense. Like, when somebody's talking, I always do the thing where I'm, like, those talking while they're talking. I'm like, yeah. Like, okay. All right. <laughs> like, I'm like that. I thought you said I'm I'm not always trying to say something. It's just like more so like I want somebody to know I'm listening. So okay, you, yeah, you can go for sure. Uh, I wanted to know. I seen a tweet from you, and I was wondering if this kind of contributed to you taking a break from music. This tweet says they absolutely took the fun out of music, which is why I stopped making music for so long. I was drained, but I love it so much. You're an asshole if you're using someone's song and not linking it. And I think this was like way before you took like the huge break that you took. So do you think that kind of oh. contributed to you taking? I don't even. I didn't even remember that tweet. Really? Yeah, I just remember like um, you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, this is gonna sound oh shit. So like uh, I want to say like 
these are things that happen probably like like early 20 like even though the tweet i think is from like 2021 or 2022 mm-hmm. um these are from things that happened in like 2019 2020 oh, okay. so like 20, 2019 2020 so like randomly like around that time when that tweet came out somebody who actually listened to my music um added me on like a couple different things they added me on a couple different things posts on like things like instagram twitter tiktok viral videos viral like absolutely viral like i remember my song black i always wondered how so my song black i always wondered how it had like 75k and i'm pretty sure it's one of my bigger songs on spotify as well like it has 75k or something like that on soundcloud and it's like because i never did any promotion for that song like i never put any promotion to that song i was just like oh that's kind of just after like seventh grade which just bubbled so maybe it just came off of that no there was like three or four people that did like car edits and different edits and shit like that and people found my song from those edits because people commented them but the actual the actual people who are doing it never actually linked my music in it. And these things all had millions and millions and millions of views. So if they had my at, if they had my song linked, my song is getting more views than it did. My page is getting more traction than it would have. Cause it it didn't get any. Like there's no these are Instagrams that could have had my ad and they have at for they have ads for other people, but my ad's not there. And then I'm trying to reach out to these people and these people aren't answering me. So it's like, bro, you 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 got my song up. And I don't give a fuck how many followers you got. If you got my shit up and I'm hitting you up, it's like, bro, like come on. Like Yeah, that's what you're saying. Me? Like, yeah. like it it's like, yeah, it just took the fun out of that in a lot of ways. Cause I was like, bro, like, I'd have a bigger fan base if it wasn't for things like that. Like, I want to say that song like had at least three to four videos from like youtube compilations little crash compilations or whatever or fight compilations and then like an instagram video they all had like between and it was just my song they had between like each one had like between like let's say one million to two million views and it's like five different videos it's like you're already knowing like five videos blow up leads to other people creating more videos with my song with me linked with more exposure. It's like, that could have been the blow up right there. And it's yeah. like, that pissed me off at the time. I was like, bro, like, you feel used because you're like, bro. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. See, now, I'm the type of nigga, I ought to struck that shit down. You feel what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with that not giving people credit type shit. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, um, <laughs> see, <laughs> I could have, but at the same time, I'm like, bro, it already happened. Like it, like whatever, whatever (laughs) it's, it it, it already happened. It's like, it's like, say if you got punched in the face, like right now Mm -hmm. by some dude, you didn't do nothing after you got punched in the face. You're going to come back five years later and punch that same nigga in the face. Like, you're going to be like, I'm mad now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh God, (laughs) like, like, oh, you're mad now. Like, like you weren't mad then. Like what's going on? Like. Like you took that L at the time, so it's like it's over now. Like, what are you gonna do? Go back? Nah. It's like it's like I give up. I got the little exposure that I got. I just know I could have got more, so it fucked yeah. me up at that time. Yeah, that analogy makes <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I kind of want to know, how'd you come up with your name? You know, it's crazy. Um, my pops kind of came up with my name. Really? I had really bad. I had really bad names. Like when it came to rap, I remember because I'm light skinned I call myself Bobby Beige. First. Bruh. Oh, yeah. After a while, I was like, man, I can't come up with a name. And my dad always had this name, Sonfi, on like uh, on Xbox. He had like the OG gamer tag Sonfi. And I remember he explained it to me. It was Patois. And he was like, or Patois. He was like, it's basically somebody who's fin- who finesses somebody. It's somebody who like sweet talks somebody out of, out of money and shit like that. It's somebody <laughs> who's like a nice talker. And I'm like, oh, that works. <laughs> that works and i and i just took it and ran with it he was like use that and i was like all right bet and i just ran from it from there what the that's really interesting so how does your dad and your mom feel about your music (laughs) my dad's probably my biggest fan and biggest other than me probably the most the most critical and my mom likes my music a lot she she listens to my music all the time okay that's really cool my biggest fan he'd be like literally showing on release things to people at work i'd be telling him to stop because it's not finished but he don't get it <laughs> Yo, that's actually cool though that he supports you like that. That they both support no, you. That's he cool. Everybody, he listens. To, he literally listens to people in KB and all that. My dad. I want to say my dad's like. See, my parents are very young. My my parents had me at a very young age. My dad. My mom had me when she was about fifteen, and my dad was sixteen. Okay. Um. So like they're very young. So like. <laughs> they're my dad's still up on music and shit like that. Whenever I record a song, the first person I go to is always my dad. I'm like, I'll send it to him through a little email. I'll be like, what do you think of this? He'll be like, mm, this one's kind of corny, bro. I don't think you need to, like, I think you, it might be something good, but, like, maybe you need to work on it a little bit more to make sure you get something good. Because right now it sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold you. He's, 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 like, the only person I can definitely count on to tell me, like, nah, like, this is not working. Yeah, the real deal. But when yeah. something's when something's crazy, he will tell me, like, this is crazy. But he's probably the person that I always look to when it comes to, like... He likes my music a lot, but he's always a person I look to if, um, if, if I'm not sure about a song or if I think something could be crazy or I don't know. Damn. That's cool that he doesn't, like, uh... How was the word? Like, I, I guess just, like, blindly just say, yeah, 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 son, keep going. Like, this is amazing. Like, he actually critiques it and he tries to help you. You know what I'm saying? That's the best. Yeah. That's the best for real. No, like for sure, like he, he's like, hmm. see, he he had the way that I think about music in a lot of ways is because of him. He he's like the person that got me into music. Like when I was when I was probably like seven or eight, my dad started showing me music videos and things from rap and got me really into hip hop. So it's like, I whenever whenever I think of something, I'm like I always send it to him, and he's and he's. And he tries to, and he always tells me, like, I always try and look at this from a perspective that you're not my son. Mm. Because it's like, for him, for for him, probably, in a sense, anything that I do is kind of cool because I'm his son. But he tries to look at it like, nah, he's just a person that I might have came across on, like, SoundCloud. What would I think if that was the case? Yeah, that's a genius way to look at it, for real. That's the best, that's yeah. where the best criticism come from. Yeah. I, I kind of want to know, like, what was your childhood like? Good. I I can't lie. I have no complaints when it comes to my childhood. I I had, uh, I I don't want to say that we that we were well off because we weren't well off, but like um, but I grew up good. My parents would like if they had to struggle to give me anything, they would like they would mm-hmm. give me anything that 
my parents used to, my parents probably used to overspend. I know like I had I I had it good. Compared like I know we didn't have much, but I had it good. I can't lie. Like they did whatever they could for me. You have any siblings? Nah, no, only child. Only child, so... yeah. Me too, man. <laughs> I got well, I got siblings like on my dad's side. But yeah. on my mom's side, I'm the only child, and I grew up on my mom's side. I didn't really talk to my dad, my dad's side of the family. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. They say only children are spoiled, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, we we kind of are. Like, I ain't gonna yeah. lie, I had a good life too. Like, usually what I wanted, I got type shit. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty much what I'm saying. Like, I got like pretty much if if I if I needed clothes, my parents would give me clothes. Yeah. If I if I needed some new shoes, I had new shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, new video games ipods things like that my parents would always try and get them for me like yeah. even if they didn't have they would try and get so it's like yeah. i can't complain so one thing i'm going to ask you was it was it lonely because it was pretty lonely for me was it lonely for you being an only child i always kind of like i always thought that i might have wanted a brother like when i got to a certain age when you get to a certain age i find you're like nah like i'm too old to have a brother mm-hmm. like when i when you get to the age of like 14 you're like damn like my brother my brother will be like tw- i'll be 28 my brother will be 14 nah i don't want a brother no more but i, I feel you. when i was really when i was really young like 16 no, not 16 when i was like six or seven i was like i wouldn't mind having a little brother a little sister you know like it'd be kind of cool to have somebody else that could look up to you or that yeah. you could look out for but i won't say it was completely lonely because i'm like i'm very like <laughs> We spoke about this a little before the thing started. I'm very introverted. I'm very to myself. So, like, mm-hmm. I like being alone in a lot of cases. But, like, there was times where I definitely felt like it'd be kind of cool to have a little brother or a little mm-hmm. sister or something like that. Mm. Yeah, man, that shit. It was cool. Like, I, you know, spent time with cousins and shit like that. But the majority of the time, I was alone. We didn't have fucking internet. So, I wasn't playing online with people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I really didn't go outside too much. My mom was kind of. I guess overprotective a little bit. She kind of didn't want me going out. She was kind of scared, you know. She really didn't want me going yeah. outside. So I got a little older, but like, yeah, it was a. Uh, it's pretty fucking lonely, man. Like now that I think yeah. back on it, like I wouldn't mind like arguing with somebody over the video game type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But, uh, it was crazy. I didn't. I didn't even think about this until you said this. When you said cousins, this is also probably what contributed to the fact that I wasn't lonely. Um, so. Me and my cousin, me and my cousin, my mom, my mom's uh sister, like, I had a cousin that was, like, literally, like, five minutes away from me. Their house was, like, five minutes away from where, where I was at. Mm-hmm. My cousin's the exact same age as me. We're two weeks apart when it comes to birth. Oh, wow. So, so, like, we're literally the same age. So, like, we grew up, we were always together, like, when we were younger. So, it's like, he's like a brother to me. Yeah. So, it's like, it's like he was always there. So, I, I guess, in a sense, I probably wasn't as lonely as I could be because I had somebody who's the exact same age. When you were like, well, no, you kind of, so when you were, you kind of spoke on it a little bit. When you were a kid, you were in like band and stuff like that. Did you think that you were going to try to become an artist? Did you already speak on that or? Um, I want to say I always wanted to do music. I, uh, I always knew I wanted to do music. The moment that I, the moment that I seen music and the moment that I seen somebody rapping, the moment I seen somebody in a music video. I knew that's something that I wanted to do. It was instantly, like, the moment I seen it, I was like, yo, I want to do this. This would be cool. This would be fire. Instantly, like, I, I, I had it. And then, like, but I never did it. It was almost, it was always kind of like a dream, kind of, like, off in the side of my head. Because the first time, 
I want to say I was exposed to stuff like that was probably like when I was like around the age of like seven or eight. And then like, I just kind of lit on it. And then like around the time when I was 16 or 17, I got a job at Walmart, saved up for my own laptop, saved up for my own mic and things like that. And interface, all that shit that you needed for music. I got my little FL and then, um, yeah, um, I just started recording and that, I, I always knew I was going to do music. Uh, I, it was always in me. Okay. So you're, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. Your music gives me like a super hip hop vibe. Like just if the nineties, like hip hop just kept going and it fucking involved. That's what I could kind of say your music sounds like. You kind of spoke about it's how you make different types of music. Sometimes you have your soft shit. Sometimes you have like your more lyrical shit. You sometimes experiment with the trap metal thing. But if somebody were to ask you what type of genre you make, what would you say? Mm. Would you just say you rap? I just say I just say I make hip hop, bro, because like I that's the way you explained it is exactly how I want it to be. I want it to be like if somebody heard '90s music and it was like reinnovated, like mm-hmm. some like because like that's that's mostly what I listened to, like. That's mostly what I listened to when I was growing up. I listened to a lot of, like, old-school rappers and things like that. And, like, it's crazy. It's weird. It's weird as it sounds. Somebody who really inspired me when it came to music was X because, like, he made me realize you can do that on newer-sounding beats. Like, because he kind of did that. He kind of did that. He kind of used older flows on, like flows that could be reimagined like from the 90s on beats and of course i don't try and do the same thing because like i use my own flows i use my own delivery but he kind of made me realize like oh shit like i'm not just like a nigga who can rap over boom bap beats i could rap over like some sort of trap or drill sounding beat i could rap over a trap metal beat i could rap over anything it's just like i gotta reimagine it in the right way i gotta i gotta think it i gotta innovate it to make it sound like fresh and it's like he he made me realize I could do that. I could, I could do that because it's like you didn't hear many you don't you don't hear too much. You didn't I want to say I don't he, I didn't hear too many people doing that before he did it. Like you would obviously hear people like Logic and people like that come out in like kind of like the yeah. uh Kendrick Lamar and J Cole sort of era, but they were all rapping on sort of like breakbeats almost to a certain extent as well. Um it was really him that made me realize like you could get um how do I say it? Get really um energetic with the way that you deliver things, like the way that you say things and the way that you deliver the rhymes. Like he made me realize you can really get really energetic with it. And before I just kind of rapped, like I just kind of said it. Hmm. That's that's interesting that you said X, because I I mean I don't really hear an X influence there. Like I had told you before we start recording, I hear like. Like boom bap, but like just modern kind of like '90s yeah. shit, kind of Little Wayne influence. I definitely hear that. Like I hear like a Little Wayne type of the way you word certain shit, your certain certain metaphors that you say. It reminds, it puts me in the mind of Wayne a little bit. But mm-hmm. and I want to know. Oh, go ahead. You're about to say something. Yeah, like honestly, um, I won't say like his actual sound itself has inspired me because like I liked his music. I loved it. I listened to it a lot. But like, I won't say like the way he actually rapped inspired me. It was just the fact that. The way he rapped, you could hear like sort of like an older like 
I want to say from his music, you could hear the influence of what older music was, like older rap, the way he delivered it, the way he would say certain things. And mm -hmm. that's what made me realize I could do it too. Maybe in my own way completely. Maybe it sounds completely different, but it's like, that's what made me realize, oh shit, I could do that shit too. Which made me lean to more, more towards the trap metal scene a little bit because it's like those beats were the beats being used for that sort of shit. So yeah. it's like, yeah. So I wanted, you kind of spoke up on it a little bit. You really listened to a lot of 90s hip-hop. What, what were some other... Well, you also said... Uh, I think you said dubstep. You are listening to a lot of dubstep as well. What are some other like genres you were listening to as a kid that you grew up hearing? Grime. Uh, I listened to a shit ton of U like grime in the UK. Like, holy shit. I grew up on people like Kano, uh, Dizzy Rascal, um, a lot of Skepta. A lot of, lot of that, like, I listened to a lot of grind when I was younger, before, like, before That's Not Me and shit like that, before, like, that that type of shit, like, I was really listening to a lot of grind when I grew up. Um, Definitely, definitely always the, the reggae, the dance hall, stuff like that was always in the, always in the crib, but I want to say a lot of, like, a lot of 90s, a lot of R&B, a lot of grind when it comes to the UK sound, which I feel like also, like inspire me a lot because i use i use a lot of uk slang in my in in my earlier songs i don't use it as much now but like i use a lot of a lot of uk slang in my earlier music and still sometimes now but like i want to say that was a big inspiration and that was like that helped me a lot with flow because they use a lot of internals they use a, they do a lot of internal rapping and things like that that i that i didn't do that much mm -hmm. yeah they kind of Damn, but the more I'm speaking to you, you kind of reminded me of me a little bit because I grew up like on hip hop. My mom played a lot of soca, a lot of reggae. She loved like Jill Scott, Lauren Hill, the Fugees, Common. That's all I really grew up on, really. Biggie, even though early earlier, I mean, later on, like I started to listen to more Pac, but she didn't play Pac around me. She played like mainly Biggie. That was like, she fucking loved Biggie, bro. That, that's her nigga for real. She loved like, she named me after him and everything, bro. Like she really, <laughs> she really loved him for that's real. That's insane. My pop, my my dad was really into Nas. Mm. I was named after Nas. Oh, um, I want to say my pops was really the same. My pops really liked Biggie. He really liked he really liked Nas. He really liked he liked some Tupac songs, but he wasn't that into Pac. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I pretty much grew up with a lot of Nas, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of older a lot of older music, a lot of Wu Tang, Mob yep. Deep. Things like that were always in the crib, always in rotation. And then the odd dance hall, the odd reggae, and things like that. But mostly rap. Mostly mostly just rap. You would hear rap. My dad was like... And I went through this stage, too. My pops was really young, so he probably went around the stage around the same time I did. But when when you start, first start listening to, like, 90s rap, and when you start to get a conscious mind of, like, you want to listen to that, I find you're, like... You have this weird, like, weird, like, notion in your head, like... Nah, everything gotta be rap. Everything gotta be hard. <laughs> yeah. I gotta be the hardest dude on the street. The way you walk around and everything, you're like, I'm the coolest. Like nobody, nobody knows how how <laughs> real I am. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. I don't know what that is, but like, you 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 just want to listen to rap. You only want it rough and rugged. If some might say, yeah, I feel what you're saying, yeah, <laughs> bro. 
oh man but then later on obviously i started listening to more reggae and then like dubstep even because you start to get bored of it you start like i can't only listen to hard shit all the time like i'm not like a i'm not (laughs) i'm not crazy all the time like i'm not feeling like this all the time every moment yeah Mm. i remember do you remember it was just one because mom she used to play nosh too there was just one song bro uh it's like a more like a like a song like empowering kids like he's saying like be be what you want to be type shit. Do you remember that song? I know I can. Yeah, can be what I want to be. Yeah, bro, she used to play that a lot, dog. Yeah, yeah, that was on the hip hop is dead album. My dad played a lot of uh, a lot of Illmatic, a lot of Illmatic, and uh, I heard Nas's like so many times, <laughs> so many times, and a lot of Wu Tang. Wu Tang was like heavy. Yeah. heavy wu-tang i want to say like <laughs> there's just one song bro i'm probably gonna link it uh below mm-hmm. it's a nas song it's 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 pretty alarming what he's talking about i'm not gonna say what he's talking about but the song is called you the man have you heard that song maybe maybe not maybe maybe not i probably have you know what's crazy i've listened to nas all of nas's albums but i can't remember every song by name but probably have heard it i probably just don't remember yeah there, there's two there's two uh tracks there's like the official release one then there's like the unreleased that has like some extended shit in it i'm gonna link the extended one probably to you after this interview and down below i'm gonna mm-hmm. link it uh i still i fucking love Nas. Nas is fucking amazing he's like he's amazing i feel like he's like my top five like and when it comes to just lyricism yeah. telling a story he's fucking amazing uh, but this, this song is very, uh, <laughs> it's pretty alarming. I'm not going to get into yeah. what he's talking about, but it's very, it makes you think about, uh, the music industry. If, if my, you get what I'm saying. My, my favorite song by Nas is New York State of Mind part two. There's a part two to New York State of Mind. And it's not necessarily that it's my favorite Nas song, but there is one thing that he broke down really well he talks about like um in new york state of mind part two he says he starts talking about his friends and then he starts going into detail about how him and his friends like how they just broke up and broke apart and now it's Mm -hmm. only him and he was like i got eight i had eight friends growing up and he like slowly like knocks them down to only being two other he all the other ones like went their own separate ways from for whatever reason and Mm -hmm. it's like it's crazy because like when you're younger, when I when you're younger, you like kind of think like I'm gonna have these friends forever. I'm always gonna have the same friends. I'm gonna, yeah. we're gonna we're always gonna be around. But once you get out of high school, you start to realize like everybody just kind of separates. Yeah. And I I always like the song because he kind of explained like, nah, like I don't have many no more. Like mm-hmm. we all we all went our separate ways, and it's like I felt that because I'm like. Bro, I had a lot of friends growing up. We've all kind of went our separate ways. I don't, I don't talk to them as much, and the people I do still talk to a decent amount. It's like we don't, we don't see each other that much. Yeah, it's crazy. I think my favorite Nas song. It's a, I have quite a bit. Probably a, if heaven was a mile away. I just heard that way too many times for that not to be my favorite Nas song. So that one, there's every time I think. Go ahead. That song, I think that you get served where that guy was getting getting his ass beat, huh? Oh God, <laughs> getting his ass whooped. 
That's a nice song. Imagine, imagine there's a there's a saxophone playing while you're getting beat up. Like that's crazy. In complete darkness too, getting his ass whooped in the darkness. That's cold. Hell, all you seen was a dude getting stomped, like just people stomping him out. You're yeah. like, bro, like. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> that song. There's another song where he's like he raps. It's like he's telling a story, but then he says it in reverse. Like he says, I forgot how. I, I don't know. If, I, it's hard to explain it, but he like. He says the story, then he wraps it backwards as well, and everything still rhymes. Is that song? I like a lot of his shit with Amy Winehouse too. He has a lot of good songs with her yeah. as well. Fire, yeah. fire music. Very true. But I want to know. Um, there was a tweet from you, bro. It says, "I grew up on hip hop for real. The rawness in the music that are the roots of hip hop are completely missing from it. Everything is way too cookie cutter and clean." So I, I asked. I say that to ask. I want to know how would Sanfi try to revive like old school hip hop? What would you do? When I said that, I was sort sort of saying like, when I said that, I'm like, bro, like everybody's trying to be too perfect. Mm. Like, there's little there's little things in like rap that like you gotta realize like when it comes to rap, rap came from like a turntable, a scratch table. This this shit wasn't perfect. Like it comes from. And some of the best things on songs are the imperfect things on songs. The things that just sound cool. Like, I always give this example when I try and talk about this. They're, they're, uh, Drake on, like, specifically the song, uh, Fucking Problem, with uh, ASAP Rocky song. Uh, Drake says something like, and just, and just, and then he pauses and then he actually starts rapping again. That shit's cool. And it's not too perfect. You're, you can tell he just fucked up and he was like, nah, fuck it. I fucked up. I'm going to keep going with my flow. This shit sound good. Like, everybody's trying to be too perfect and cookie cutter and make sure everything's mixed down and they're losing the actual rawness in the music. Like, making mm -hmm. sure, like, their full creative idea is in the song. They're making it too droned out. Stop making your music for what everybody else wants. You think everybody else wants to hear. Make something that you like and make it as raw as you possibly can don't take out things that you think sound good just because it doesn't sound perfect mm -hmm. and that's the thing i even though my mixes are my mixes are very are, are are i would say harsh in a lot of ways like my mixing isn't perfect i do that purposely like i purposely do my mix i can make my mixing sound i can make my mixing sound really clean but in a lot of ways it takes away from my vocals if you make your mixing sound too clean it takes away from how you hit the beat, the way that it sounds on the beat. And I just and I just find like people try to make things sound so perfect too perfect and it takes away a lot from the music. Damn. That kind of I think that that also comes from like the more corporate side of, you know, wanting everything to be commercial and shit like that too. Yeah. It's interesting. And like I said, that. came from hip hop. Mm. This, this shit this shit didn't start commercial. <laughs> yeah. This shit was it was super like a uh... <laughs> like i don't know like because I'm, I'm i'm like a big research guy and i love journalism and finding shit out like when you look up hip-hop it was pretty like fucking nitty-gritty like people it's yes. boom bap it's graffiti it's beatboxing break dancing turntables like you know what i'm saying trains, uh, right on the trains doing the graffiti like you said like yeah. all that shit like i'm saying like it came from very raw beginnings so the fact that people take all the rawness out of it and like try and make it too clean, like 
everything's too po- like there's a such thing in my head as like it's good to be polished when it comes to the way you rhyme and shit like that things a lot of things nowadays feel too polished too perfect and and they're not like and people don't understand that people don't understand like there's certain artists that a lot of people like that are very polished that I wouldn't necessarily like because I feel like they sound too polished. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people always trolled Russ, for example, because yeah. like uh, <laughs> they always trolled him. But Russ is a really good example of somebody who tries to sound way too perfect to me. He tries to sound too perfect. Um, another person, uh, what the fuck is his name? I never remember his name, but he's another. He's a light-skinned dude, and he did a lot of remixes, and he tries to rap really lyrical. Like, he made that song not too long ago. I'm not racist. Who made Joyner Lucas? Joyner Lucas. Oh, He's somebody okay. that tries to sound too perfect to me. He's somebody who tries to sound way too perfect. A lot of people would never agree with me in this sense because, like, a lot of people like them, and I can understand why they like him, and I think he can rap. I don't like J. Cole that much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've never liked J. Cole that much because I found that J. Cole got like like this very generic sounding voice to me, which is something that's ve- always been very important to me when it comes to rap. That's a very important thing when it comes to rapping, your voice and how distinct it sounds. And he has a really like generic and he tries to do things ever so perfect to me. And it's like there's no personality. That's what it, you're losing the personality. That's why I always edge Kendrick over him a little bit mm-hmm. because it's like. Kendrick got the personality. You can hear all of it, like different deliveries, different flows, always trying and experimenting with something new. Yeah, my mom, she loves Kendrick, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she listened to him all day, every she loved him. Like, that's shit crazy. But he uh, looks like a hybrid, man. He's like like uh I want to say Kendrick's like a hybrid of like Andre 3000 and Nas at the same time. Like he he's like he's like a hybrid of that. So I kind of want to know like what was like what was the first like hip hop album you ever purchased? <laughs> I never actually purchased an album. Uh okay. my pops had a lot of albums. I've never actually bought an album. Um that piff was crazy because I downloaded everything. When I started like getting into like uh actually like getting music on my phone and shit like that, I was just like downloading every single thing. I ain't never bought something. But like the first album that I listened to was 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang. That's the first album that I actually, like, my pops had and I listened to the full thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yo, did you hear about what was going on with that piff? Like, they're, like, closing down or some shit? That's crazy. That's man. a legendary website. That's, man, that's some shit, man. Nah, but I, I mean... I oh, go ahead. I can't wait, because then nobody will have that mixtape anymore. <laughs> what mixtape? I had a mixtape I made on Dad Piff like a really long time ago. Nobody will ever find that shit. But like, what was it called? You ain't never gonna find it, bro. No, nobody about that shit. What's it called, man? What's, what's it called, man? Yeah, nah, you ain't giving me back in that. That, <laughs> that was like, that yo, was like, that was like sixteen. Nah, 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 nah. nah. I was like sixteen. What's wrong with it? Thing. It's it's bad. You think it's why you think oh. it's bad? Oh, bro, it's bad, bro. Okay, so like, what if like. Off the record, when I stop recording after this interview, you tell me. I listen maybe, to it. Maybe, maybe. Ah, uh, all right, I'll, all right, I'll rock with the maybe. Now, nah, but I mean, maybe. when it, I mean, I don't really fault you for never like buying an album because I just recently bought my first album and it was not a hip hop album. You know what I'm saying? I'm into like all sort of music. People are probably gonna fucking shit on me for this, 
But my first hip hop, I mean, my first album I ever bought was an MGK album. I really fuck with Machine Gun Kelly. Like, I love his music, bro. I don't know why. I go lie. He destroyed Eminem in that beef. I don't give a fuck when nobody says I can't hold you. He destroyed Eminem. Nobody, everybody will say Killshot was so good. Nah, I feel like MGK killed Eminem. <laughs> like, I feel like MGK really out, out-rapped Eminem. See, I have been saying this ever since I heard that shit. If Eminem wouldn't have responded to that, it would have just been an L. Like, he would have he would have took an L. And I still feel like that Eminem shit was an L. You said what? It's just because, it's just because he responded. Eminem Man. is like the the he just has such a big fan base he has mm-hmm. so much control when it comes to the industry it's just like it's like um when cannabis dissed ll cool ll cool j cannabis clearly killed uh ll cool j in second round ko but nobody would say it because ll cool j was everybody loves ll cool j so it's like it's a similar situation he he's not much of anybody compared to what He's not. He's he is somebody like I know. MGK is a big bigger artist, but he's yeah. he's not Eminem. Yeah, like Eminem is just like this like unreachable unreachable person when it comes to the music industry. So it's like he had no chance from the time he started. But no, when it comes to his actual diss, he had a lot of personals, a, very, mm-hmm. a lot of witty little lines and shit like that. Basically calling him the old fucking man. <laughs> and then like uh, um, Eminem, I found his like. He had one or two like actual personals about MGK, but for the most part, it was just like saying the whole song was pretty. Eminem's song just sounded bitter to me. It made him sound worse for me. It was like mm-hmm. he was saying on the song, like, I'd rather be an 80 year old me than 20 year old me. I'm not an old man. I'm not an old man. I'm, matter of fact, if I'm an old man, I'm a better old man than you'll ever be. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you didn't have nothing. He he sounded like a fucking he literally sounded like a fucking bitter old person like on that song like so I feel like he already lost the moment he sounded that way so it's like it doesn't matter what he does with lyrics it doesn't matter lyrics for lyrics you may he kills it nah when it comes to this it's about personals it's about mm-hmm. who hits deeper it's like it's clear MGK hit deeper man they say it somebody grab some clippers this fucking beard is weird tough yeah. talk from a rapper playing millions of security a year. I think my dad's going like, crazy. Yeah, Haley, you're right. Oh, that shit was hard. When he said, when he said, when he said, <laughs> uh, week from old age, the real Slim Shady can't stand up. Oh that my was God. Like one of my favorite lines of all time. Like when he, because <laughs> if Yo. people don't know, like a lot of people don't know this. I don't like Eminem at all when it comes to rapping. Like I've never liked Eminem. Really? Like I've, it's <laughs> interesting. When it comes to Eminem, I've always thought he like his, his kind of era kind of like, like, birthed a lot of weird rappers like like it, it, it like he birthed a lot of weird corny rappers to me like the the fucking um how do i explain like people like all you need to say is like look at hobson hobson is just as good as eminem people want to say he's not but hobson mm. is just as good as eminem mm-hmm. hobson will never blow up there's a reason hobson's not that good <laughs> like there's a reason why people don't like hobson as much as eminem it's because it's because the shit's not that good. Like, now, I've always been the type of person that if I don't like somebody, if they put out something that's crazy, I can still like it. So, even though I don't like Eminem, there's certain verses that he's had, and one specific song that I've always liked. Like, I've always liked Stan. I think Stan has always been yeah. an undoubtable classic for me. So, like, there's nothing I could do to hate on that song. And and I think it was his verse on Jay-Z's song. The takeover i think it was i think it was his verse on jay-z song 
and then his verse on Biggie's album was crazy. These are things that I can't take away from him. And but I just never liked his music. It's just one I don't relate because I can't relate to like I can't relate to never having my mom around, hating my mom, hating my girl, and and always and always having these issues and always talking shit. Like I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't relate. And also, I just, I just feel like he takes exactly away from rap the things that I feel can't be done. Like he takes it, like he takes away the whole. I feel like everything has to sound some like when it comes to rap, it's got to sound somewhat smooth or it got to be somewhat cool to a certain extent. Even if you're a nerd, like a Tyler, the creator, because I like Tyler, the creator, mm-hmm. but somehow Tyler does his little nerdy thing, but he makes <laughs> it sound cool. He makes it work. He like oh McLaren and wearing box logos and shit like that. He made that shit cool somehow. He made it sound smooth. It made it work. Eminem sounds like a tryhard too much to me. Like, and that's mm. that's something that I don't like. He sounds like a tryhard. He sounds like he's sitting there with a dictionary beside him, nerding the <laughs> fuck out. And I don't and I don't like that shit. Like this shit's like fucking weird. It's sweaty as hell. It just brings this greasiness to rap that it's like <laughs> I feel what you're saying. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's basically um He's like an MLG athlete in rap type shit. Yeah, it's like, it's like, bro, <laughs> you're trying too much. It's just like, it's like bringing battle rap on a beat. It's like, it's mm. like, it's, it's like, nah, you're doing too much, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Nah, I've never liked his music. And, it, 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 and I know people like it and I know, and I understand why. I can always understand why people like it, but it's not for me. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I, I like a lot of his old, his newer shit. I really don't like a lot of his older shit. I like. But MGK, man, he was going hard, man. He was, hey, he, <laughs> he came ready, prepared for war, man. He was nah, saying some he, shit. He was sitting on that for a minute. I can't lie. He <laughs> had to have been like, he had some shit to say. That was funny. Eminem looked weird. Like, I can't lie. He, he's weird. He looks weird. Like, the beard does look weird. And the military caps that he's wearing is kind of off-putting. I can't lie. No, like, the military caps is crazy. <laughs> He do got kind of got like a menacing look to him, huh? He look kind of yeah. sketchy. <laughs> but yeah. uh, <laughs> we just, did, bro. I don't know what it is. Let's let's get off of Eminem, bro. We on we on his head, man. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you want to be like as a kid? Like besides like wanting to make music, like what did you like? Did you ever have like any like dreams or aspirations of being like an astronaut or like a lawyer or something like that? I thought I was going to be a lawyer all throughout my life because I could argue with people for days. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't lie. Like, my parents, like, all throughout, like, when I was younger, was like, you could be a lawyer. You can argue for so long. Like, you can just talk. Like, so, like, I always thought, like, I might be that. But, like, I don't know. I ain't going to lie. The moment I got out of school, I was like, I, the moment I got out of high school, I was like, I can't go back. Like, mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I went to I went back to university for one year because I did this program in Canada. Well, not even Canada. In Nova Scotia, we specifically have a program called TYP. Um, it's called a transition year program. It, it's for uh, natives and uh, and and black people. You can go there and you basically do like sort of like high school credits, but like upgraded. They're almost university classes sort of thing, and. Um, you do that for a year and they will pay for your tuition for a bachelor's degree and all you need to pay for is books. No way. Yeah. So I can, I, I've never actually taken advantage of it, but I went through the program. You have a full decade 
uh, to like actually take advantage of getting a bachelor's degree. But I always have that option for like for the next couple years, like the next like probably five years. Wow. So like, if I wanted to go back to school, I could do a degree. It's just like I I've always thought like I just don't think I could go back to school. Mm-hmm. But I almost think that I should because I feel like I'm giving up on an opportunity that a lot of people would want. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, I I could go back to school at any period of time and I would have the option to get a degree. That is amazing. So do you have to be born in Nova Scotia or No, no, actually people that are uh people that are um foreign exchange students, a lot of a few have come over and they've been in TYP. So no, it doesn't always have to be you're actually born in Nova what? Scotia. What? So do they have like a do they have like an online thing, like an online class or you have to be in person? You have to be in person. Ah, I see, but there bro, it is. Like, yeah. When it comes to Canada, like, I want to say a lot of foreign exchange students, like, they're doing pretty good when they come over to Canada. They do a lot for you when you come over to Canada when you're a foreign exchange student. They give you big bursaries and things like that. So, like, there's a lot of options. A lot of people move here just to go to our, our, uh, our university because mm-hmm. it's a good option. Yeah. Then you said yeah. uh, they have stuff for... If you're black or native, and I'm both, so I was, that really yeah. caught my attention. I was like, "What? I've never heard of that, bro." Yeah, I think it's in um, it's in Nova Scotia, and I think there's a version of it in Toronto as well of TYP. But yeah, if if you were black or native, you can go for it. You do this like, I did this whole testing process where they check where your math and where your writing is at, mm-hmm. and then um, you do an interview. After you do the interview, they call you back. They're like, they only do one class a year. I don't know, maybe they do more, but it's been like three or four years since I've done it. Mm-hmm. So like they do like one class of like 30, 35 people. And then like, yeah. That is, a, wow. and they actually, and they give you money while you're there too, as well. Like they give you like a, like, I think it's like, a, I, I was getting like a grand a month. It wasn't a lot, but I was like, shit, that's quite a bit. I was, like, I'm, I was, it's not a lot. Like you can't live off it if yeah. you're like living on your own, but yeah. like, I was I was nineteen, so so yeah. I was still with my parents going to school. So it was just like, it was it was it, it was good for me. I could buy some new shoes. Like yeah. yeah, damn, that's fire, bro. What I've never heard of that. So I'm pretty sure, like, yeah. if you're native, you just give them like your uh your roll number and shit like that, probably. I don't I don't even think I had to give I don't I didn't have to give them anything, but I don't know, like I I have no clue like what the process is because I didn't have to give them anything. I. But it might have been my last name because my last name was like everybody. It, it's a black last name in Nova Scotia. It's not a black last name anywhere else, but in Nova Scotia, it is. Mm. So, <laughs> are you native? <laughs> nah, I'm just yeah. I'm 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 half black. Okay. Damn, that's super interesting, man. Man, yeah. America, y'all need to take notes, man. What the fuck is y'all doing, man? Like, bro, doesn't does yeah. Canada have free healthcare? Is that true? Yeah, it's horrible though. Like free healthcare is not a good thing here. Like I really, you, you. <laughs> the thing I will say about the U.S. is like, yeah, their healthcare system is probably horrible. But if you have good insurance, you can get to somebody in in the U.S. There's no option for that in Canada. If you go to the merge, you're waiting. Like if you go to the emergency, you're waiting like six to seven hours to twelve hours just to get to a doctor. Shit, it'd be like, like that in America too sometime. Listen, like, my mom got hit by a car, like, about two, three years ago. Um, We were waiting 
12 to 13 hours like after her just getting hit by one and and just waiting for her to get to a doctor to see an actual doctor like just waiting just waiting and the thing about it in in canada it's like you don't know what you're waiting for because you constantly you constantly see doctors walking around Mm -hmm. it's not like it looks busy there's not much going on just people are always constantly walking around not much is happening and you're just waiting for hours and hours and hours our 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 medical system is it's free it's not it's not it's not what they what what you would think it is it's not like this all sun and roses and it's a great healthcare system no it's very bad in a lot of ways yeah, that's that's pretty diabolical. Getting hit by a car and waiting like twelve to thirteen hours—that's diabolical. I would assume that that should be like as soon as you get hit, as soon as you get in there, they're helping you. That's crazy. Yeah. No, like twelve hours, twelve thirteen hours. I think it happened at around six thirty to seven, and we didn't leave until around seven thirty to eight in the morning. Wow. And it's like so weird. I remember I had an ear infection, um, and like my ear was throbbing. I couldn't hear out of like one of my ears, and I yeah. could just barely, barely hear out of the other one. And I remember I was like, my ear was throbbing. I was in pain, and I was waiting there for like, I was waiting there for like, I want to say ten to twelve hours as well. Um, there was a guy when my ear was all messed up and shit like that, that was there. And he had like a bloody head. He had like his head wrapped from like, and he hit his head on something. Like he said that he hit his head really bad in his head. You can see the blood on like the wrapping around his head. Mm-hmm. Like his head was bleeding like bad. Like he looked fucked. Like he looked like he needed immediate help. And um, he had said that he has been waiting there for like 10, 11 hours. Wow. And the thing is like, it, it it's not instant help, bro. Unless you're... Unless you're literally dying, it doesn't matter what kind of emergency it is, they will not get to you right away. Damn. What the fuck, man? That's that's crazy. I, of course, I'm not Canadian, so I can't really say that that's horrible. Because, again, I'm not yeah. from Canada, so I don't want to, you know, criticize you'd something. It. Yeah. You, you, you'd have to experience it because anybody looking in, they're going to be like, but it's free health. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bro, my, my grandmother, she's she's diabetic. And one of the one of like the doctors had called her and said, Oh, you need to come in right now. Like your, your blood platelets are low. When we did like your blood tests and stuff like that. She, we were waiting. I went with her. We waited for at least like, it wasn't like 12 hours, but they said it was an emergency and she needed to go to the hospital right now to check herself in. We waited. We got there maybe like around, I say like three 30. She didn't get a room until like maybe eight o'clock type shit. Like, yeah, so it's it's pretty bad out here too, but not like you said yeah. twelve hours though. That's crazy. No, for real. Like it's actually like that. Like and it's always that. Like you're never like if you go to a like you can go to a thing called a duty doctor. I don't know if you guys have duty doctors in the U.S. You can go to a duty doctor where it's like for small little things. Like say if you got a cold and you need something for like a cold or something, you can mm-hmm. go to a like duty doctor and you'll be waiting for like two three hours. But if it's something serious and you don't know how you're gonna get help. Like, from my ear infection, I was like, bro, like, what the fuck's going on with my ears? Mm-hmm. Am I never going to be able to hear a fucking again? Holy shit. And for shit like that, you'll be waiting for at least 10 to 12 hours, bro. Like, no, like, it's a guarantee. There's no, like, there's no, like, some days it's going to be three, some days it's going to be four. It's always 10 to 12 hours. 
they always put you in the beginning lobby when you start off you're waiting there for like two to three hours then you go to another room yeah you're waiting there for another two hours another room another two to three hours and then you finally get to the doctor and your doctor will come in they'll they'll look at your problem they'll look at your issue they'll be like hold on they'll walk out for like 45 minutes to an hour they'll just be fucking gone like you like and then they'll come back they'll look at you they'll say that they're gonna do this then they'll come back with the shit 45 minutes to an hour later and then they'll finally do something and then they'll tell you that they need to get you something and then they'll disappear for another hour oh god i'm now like that happened to me when i was doing my ear and this shit happens every time that i have to go to the emergency so like i dread going there I would have been waiting there longer, but there happened to be a cleaner. <laughs> there happened to be a cleaner when I went in there for my ear. So when it got to 12 hours, he was like, why are you still like sitting here? And I was like, mm -hmm. the doctor has to give me this. He was like, oh, oh, I know what that is. I can get it for you. And I was like, oh, bet. So wow. he gave me like the, the pills that I needed. But no, I know I would have waited for another hour to an hour and a half. I could have been in there for like another. I could have been in there for 13, 14 hours and and like. The nigga didn't give a fuck. Like he he didn't give a he didn't care at all. Like they just disappear. It's like, and I don't know what that is. Like I feel like it's just them walking around because you constantly see these doctors walking back and forth, but you don't necessarily see them going into rooms or anything like that or like doing anything. It just seems like they're walking around talking to other doctors and then disappearing. Like it, it's like, ah, uh, and 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 I've had so many bad experiences in Canada when it comes to like. Speaking to a doctor and a doctor just acting like you shouldn't fucking be there. Even in that situation, you know, it's crazy. I was literally just telling like somebody about this the other day in that situation, my ear, I remember the doctor said like little like when you're, when you're going to a doctor, you're in like a sort of like, how do you put it? You need help. You're in a vulnerable state yeah. when you go to a doctor. Usually you're really vulnerable. So you're just like, please help me. I need help. Yeah. So like. I remember the doctor said a little slight thing. He was like, he said something. I wanted to kill him, but, um, <laughs> but he said, uh, that's how I get when, when I, when, when, when people say little like digs and shit like that, he said, you know, we're, we're, we, we do important things around here. So you can't just come in for little things like this. I'm like, bro, oh. I can do, for, for me, it feels like I might lose my ear. Like, <laughs> that's important to me. And he's like, you, you can't come in here for everything. I'm like, bro, my ears literally throbbing. It feels like my, I can barely feel my head. But I remember I was in so much pain at that time that I couldn't even that I couldn't even react to what he said, really. But they do that constantly around here. Like they'll they'll give you slight little digs. They're very rude. They're they they don't know how to help you. It almost seems like, and and it's it's such a weird concept, bro. And I won't say that's every situation when it comes to doctors because it's mm -hmm. not every doctor that you go into but in a but i've had a lot of experiences like that and i've had and i've been with family members and them have similar experiences to where like they're waiting for a long time and they don't genuinely get any help and it's yeah i want to say our, our health care isn't really good it sucks it kind of sucks like yeah. I did, it, it it's like <laughs> most canadians would know it sucks like if, if you ask them most of them would know it's like it's it's not that good it's like it's 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 healthcare. That's what I'll say. Okay. Damn, man. Yeah. What the fuck? That's from an American's perspective. You hear free healthcare, like oh shit, because we're it's like yeah, 
you know, if you're like on yeah. the minimum healthcare out here, it's like you're paying for like pretty shit healthcare. Like if you're like in poverty, yeah. you're paying for shit healthcare. But it's like out there, yeah. the healthcare is free, but it may be shit. But it's like it's free, yeah. but shit. But that's crazy, bro. It's really interesting. Well, the best healthcare's are in places like Italy and uh, places like Italy and like places throughout Europe have the best healthcare systems for the most part. But uh, yeah, in the U.S. and in Canada, it's bad. But I do know the one thing that I will put over the U.S. We don't have, <laughs> we don't have the option for like good insurance, and you get in right away. Mm. In the U.S., you actually have that yeah. option if you have good insurance to a decent, like like to good insurance if you have a great to decent insurance you will get in yeah. and somebody will help you mm -hmm. now shitty insurance you're kind of fucked but at least you have the option if you could get decent insurance and if you could get something good you're you're good to go we don't yeah. have that feel what you're saying yeah i'm really glad we spoke upon this because i didn't from america's american's perspective i didn't know that but um yeah i seen it was a bar from you bro like and this goes back to you saying, I don't know if we were recording, but you were saying like how you say a lot in your music. And if somebody's just listening, they may, may not catch what you're saying. So yeah. there, there was a bar from you, bro. I said, uh, what did you say? You said six niggas run up and I'm clutching the ace. Now, if you're not <laughs> like a gamer, you're not going to really understand what you saying. So, so, but that shit, that shit, it was like a no brainer to me. So I want to know, how'd you get into gaming? Oh man. Gaming, gaming is something that I've always done since I was a kid. Like I can't even lie to you when it, when it comes to like I had the OG, the OG Xbox. So like, okay, I remember I started playing on like things like Halo. Uh, let's say like Splinter Cell. Um, all that shit when I when I first got my Xbox, and then like slowly I just got into things like COD. Um, when I got my 360. Perfect Dark Zero, all them things. Um, and yeah, man, I just always been gaming since I was a kid. My father was really into video games as well, so I started playing them. But really, Halo. I, I started off on Halo, and then like when Halo got born, moved on to COD, and COD was really my really my move. Like when it came mm. to COD, like COD was my shit. That's so far. Do you remember like the very first video game you ever played? Do you remember? Let me think, cause I'm trying to think. Spyro, <gasps> Spyro, oh. Spyro, Spyro was the first game I played. That purple dragon. <laughs> That's crazy. That was one of the first games I owned for the GameCube, bro. It was Spyro, bro. Spyro and Zelda. I remember I would play Spyro and Zelda. Those were two of the first games that I played. Um, gaming has changed so much, man. It's just crazy. Yes. I want to. So yeah. I want to know how did you like. We kind of spoke up on this a little bit because, again, I was just like super hyped to have somebody from the underground scene that's also from like my role with the fucking gaming shit. So how did you yeah. get into like competitive sniping? Okay, so like, <laughs> it's funny because my like, my friend from real life is actually the person that kind of put me on. So like when we started playing Call of Duty 4, um, he found he found Optic. He he started watching. I forget who it was from Optic. Um, it was it was it was Hutch or somebody like that. Optic Hutch or something like that. He started watching Hutch do commentaries, and he seen that um, dude quickscoped, and he was like, "What is quickscoping?" So he seen them do one v ones, and we used to watch them as kids, and like, we were like, "This shit's fire!" Like, I wish I could do this. So. 
niggas used to just sit around practice quick scoping and then like i just remember like youtube was like really like really in its beginning stages around that time because that's around 2007 when youtube is just kind of starting because i think youtube started around oh five or oh four so it's still in those beginning stages where you can like comment on people's like actual channels themselves and shit like that so people would kind of make like feeds where they would like kind of talk and people would be like yo who wants to snipe and shit like that and i just casually met people throughout call of duty 4 and we just kept sniping 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 and then i found out about and then when mw2 came out i had all my friends from sniping and we kind of like decided to start a clan in mw2 and that's pretty much what happened i started a clan I remember one time, like, really? <laughs> this is funny. I remember um, Exile was a really big clan at the time when it came to quickscoping. Like, they were, like, one of the top teams. I remember I reached out to somebody from Exile, and I was like, bro, like, can I 1v1 with you just so I can get better? And I was just trying to basically make friends and, like, to kind of get into competitive. And, like, yeah, that's pretty much how it went from there. Like, I, I had him, I added him, and then I just started adding people slowly. And then, like, I started making teams. I started to be in teams. I started to make I started to make my own teams. And then from there, we made a team called Shade, which was one of the teams that I was in for the longest. And, uh, yeah, we started YouTube. I remember, like, everybody was into it. So we got up to about, I think it was, like, 2,000 subs. And then, like... It just like, I just started clan hopping basically, just like yeah. started fucking around and clan hopping. And but I had always been really like, it was slow. It was like a slow buildup. It felt like I think I said this, but it felt like like um, it felt like that whole period of Call of Duty Four to MW Two and like lasted forever. Like I feel mm -hmm. like that lasted throughout my like whole like tween to like early teenager stage. Like I feel like Call of Duty Four and MW Two were like from the period of time I was, like, 12 to, like, 16, like, because people played that game while other, that game, COD 4 and MW2 were the biggest games when other Call of Duties came out, still, so it was, like, people would always go back to it, and, like, yeah, I just did a lot of comp, I tried out for a lot of teams after, like, kind of stopped being around the original friends that I did, and then, like, yeah, I was just kind of, like, in the scene, and We'll kind of hop in and out, like, towards, I want to say, the top five to top ten teams all the time. And I want to say I was I was always, like, good at Call of Duty 4. And actually, you know what? On Sniper Leaderboards, I was actually ranked one on Call of Duty 4 at one point. But um, uh, MW2, I was always better at. So I was always, it was always pretty easy for me to get in a team in MW2. You know, I I spoke to Pride, Skies Adapt about this, and I asked him this question. I'm gonna ask you the same question. How would you in 2023, how would you revive competitive sniping in Call of Duty? See, the only the only way to really revive it is to bring back a game like MW2 is to remaster it because like like the way quick scoping is in every other Call of Duty is not the same as it is in uh as it was in Call of Duty 4 and MW2. Even MW3 isn't quite the same as good as it was in MW2 and Call of Duty 4. Because in a game like MW3, it feels like you don't even have to scope in to hit people. But uh, I want to say, like, you would have to remaster the game 
obviously and uh make better make the better graphics updated and i feel like naturally people would connect with people that they played with back in the day because you'd be like damn like because i still have people on my friends list that just don't get on xbox anymore yeah that used to do competitive but if competitive if if if, if, if that game came out everybody knows what they would want to do if mw2 comes out so it'd be either trick shotting or competitive sniping and i just feel like it would naturally build but one thing that would have to happen is again I, I i briefly said this it would have to go to game battles it would have to go to uh it would have to do something you would have to get some sort of licensing so people could do competitions mm -hmm. because that's the only way that it's going to get bigger you need to have competition aired competitions aired and things like that because people watch those um those competitive matches on on cod like those 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 esports tournaments people watch them Imagine sniping, quick scoping. People love quick scoping, bro. People will watch those esports tournaments if they could actually make them like they were back in the day. Because people, thousands and thousands of people were watching those videos of just clips of people sniping other people. Yeah. Like it, it would just take somebody moving to competitive, making an esport, and remaking, remastering MW2 and remastering it correct because they didn't remaster COD 4 correctly. <laughs> The remastered version of COD 4 was not the best. They they would have to do it right. MW2 is the best sniping quickscoping game of all time. Like if they did it correctly, they it, the sky's the limit to me. That's interesting because I've actually never played the COD 4 remastered. I have, I've never played that. It's 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 not even close to the original COD 4. It's like it's like. <sighs> I don't know. It's like it's like the reaction. It doesn't feel like you're scoping and like you're doing COD four and Call of Duty four. It doesn't feel the, it. It doesn't feel the same. It just it's it's different. It's almost it's almost more like MW two than Call of Duty four. But you're using an M forty, which scopes in completely different. And it feels weird. Okay. Do you have like a top five CODs? Top five CODs. Um, Call of Duty four because that was like my first one that I really really played the shit out of. MW two. Um, Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2 was when I really started getting into league play and shit like that a lot. I, I loved league play. Holy shit, I was a nerd in league play. <laughs> and that's actually the first time I did, like, UMGs and shit like that for a second. Uh, and, uh, game battles a little bit. And then, um, it's hard to say because every other COD is not really... I didn't really play too much. I want to say next after that would probably be Black Ops 1 just because after they brought took the patch out for takeout quickscoping, it was a good game. And then World at War, even though I didn't like World at War that much, I want to say World at War. That's crazy. That's my number one. That was the first COD I ever played, World at War. So I think it's World at War. Uh, my list always changes. I ain't even going to lie. But my right now... From what I can remember, probably World at War, uh, BO2. <laughs> Do you remember that? that? Yeah, I fucked that nigga up. Like, <laughs> I beat that nigga. So, he, you know what's crazy? The, the, I think, I don't know what his TikTok is, but the kid is actually, the kid that I played, he's actually like, he's pretty decently big on TikTok, I think. I think he has some, some sort of, like, a lot, a decent following on TikTok. But I played him. And DK was like, oh man, he was like, yeah, he 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 
he, he's nice. He's gonna destroy. I beat him like twenty to three, like three times in a row, bro. Like <laughs> it, it, it didn't get in double digits. Like it's the pre firing, bro. My pre firing is just like a one. Like <laughs> you can't stop it. So for everybody, I take all challengers. For everybody, all challengers. for everybody listening, I asked DK. Told me to ask Eco Farrell. He told me to ask uh, Sanfi. Ask him how was his one v one snipers only with DK's client Slipknot. And apparently Sanfi is amazing at quickscoping and at sniping. So, yeah, I heard this, you know, he's big into, he was big into competitive scene and shit like that. So, <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting that he told me to ask you that. Bro, um, that was in a game I didn't even play. That was, um, that was on, uh, Modern Warfare, the, the, the 2018 version. Like, I, did, I had never sniped in that game and I beat this. Oh, and, wow. And he sniped in that game. I never sniped in that game. I beat him badly. If it's called... If it's if it's Call of Duty Four, most people aren't getting a kill on me because I'm leaving you in the spawn trap, bro. I should admit you're not getting out. And then um, MW Two, you have a chance, but it's just like I'm uh, I'm on every head glitch, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm booming you. What about Bo Two? Bo Two, nah, I suck, bro. Like I won't hold you. Like I'm really bad because Bo Two is a lot of jump shotting and diving yeah. and dolphin <laughs> diving, bro. I, I didn't like this. I didn't like the sniping in Bo Two because like there's so much niggas jump so fucking much and it's so weird. It it just feels it's a completely different feeling than what MW Two and and Call of Duty Four are. So it's like I always sucked at that game. Yeah, I can't lie. Like niggas beating at me in Bo Two. <laughs> Gonna have to play, man. We're gonna have to. So I got fucking uh, I got Bo Two downloaded, and not downloaded. Bro, I, I got the disc. Bro, you are gonna beat me in Bo Two if you download Co- if you download Cod Four MW Two is it's it's wraps. I promise, <laughs> it's wraps. Bro, especially Cod Four because you ain't gonna move. I seen he said you ain't gonna move. I seen a tweet <laughs> from you, bro, that said uh, <laughs> yours like a temper got put in an ill cam. Now, I, I say that because that, you know, he got, you know what I'm saying, fucking laid out. Now, I say that to ask, how do you feel about, like, the shit that's going on with FaZe right now? Have you hear, been hearing about that? Um, I didn't hear too much about it, but I I, I do know that they're kind of broken up sort of thing. Like, yeah, they're trying to bring the company no. back. Like, they're trying to get that shit back. Oh, okay, okay. Like, I... I, I... I don't I don't know too much about FaZe right now. I just know that there was something going on. I've never paid too much attention to FaZe, even though like now I watch people like swag just because I'd be trying to get better at Warzone from time to time and yeah. shit like that. But like all throughout that time when like they were doing quicks like when they were doing trick shotting and shit like that, I didn't pay much attention to that because I was doing so much I was doing so much in comp. But like I knew what they were doing, and like I, I, I did watch them from time to time. But I want to say, like, when it comes to Phase, I, I've never paid too much attention to them. But like, the most attention I paid to Phase was when Tifu was in Phase. Oh yeah, when I was playing Fortnite, that's probably the most attention I paid to Phase. So when you were in like the competitive sniping shit, what did you go by? Um, my name was Slazy S L A E Z I, um, with a Y Y in it. Uh, space YY, so it was Slazy YY, um, and I had another clan name. I had a clan name when I was in. I forget what clan was that. My name was Shade Daydream at one point, um, and then for most of the time, I had the name Good Music, so it was Good and then M X S I C. But um, 
bro, there's plenty of clips online, bro. Like, I there's plenty of clips of me of me and clan matches and shit like that, and me and peace and niggas. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> miss that shit. That shit was so fun. Yeah, the uh, yeah, phase is like bigger than that. Shit's it seems bigger than life now. Like that shit is, yeah, it's like real life celebrity org. shit. Yeah, like they're really, they're really an org. Like, uh, it's all, it's all, it's all props to them. For me, I was more into optic though because optic were the first niggas to like really like mm-hmm. kind of lift quick scoping off off the map. But a lot of people look at optic for comp. Yeah. But um and uh like red gunning a lot of people look at when they think of optic they think of nade shot and shit like that a lot of people don't think about like when they were actually a clan and they had people like uh optic psychosis and shit like that um who are actually like quick scoping and doing comp but like yeah man it's a it's a weird thing like i i, I always knew a phase and i was like bro like I always knew a phase. I just never paid too much attention, even though like I respect what they do because I watch them. I watch them ill cams. Them shit. I can't hit no trick shots. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I can't hit no trick shots. Even feeding, even feeding, actually feeding in public lobbies is kind of hard to do. Like it's kind of hard to do. It's it's there's a certain skill to it. It's different than when you're playing comp because you're playing another nigga that's sniping you. Yeah. yeah. When you're feeding, like there's a nigga spraying an LMG in your face. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Yeah, I've always been been big into like a sore is my shit. I still love sore to this day. Sore, I fucking love sore. I was always big into their shit. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to know. I seen a tweet from you, bro. You said that you had COVID, and I think it was last year. Do you do you remember how you got it? I have no clue how I got it because you know what? Um, so I work in a call center, and we were working from home the entire time and i had just started we moved offices and the only contact that i had with people was in the office but we always had to wear masks and it only came from two i only went there twice so either i caught it from work or i caught it walking to work because i because my work's like 15 20 minutes away from where i live so i'm like bro who the fuck is driving for 15 minutes i can walk fuck that um plus healthy but <laughs> I must have like somebody said this to me that I'd never even thought of. They were like, "It was probably from the light, like when you're walking across the street when you press the little like thing on the light mm. so you can go across the street." They were like, "Cause I didn't have no contact with anybody, and it's like I was never close enough to anybody for it's like they can do something to like s- saliva or anything yeah. or any droplets that come in my face." So pause. Um, and then um. <laughs> <laughs> it Bro. has to be it has to be that i pressed like one of those buttons or something like that and like i caught it through like my finger or like my thumb or some shit like that and like touched my eye or something shit like it's got to be that that shit was horrible i don't know if you've had covid that shit was bad that shit was no joke <laughs> yeah me and my whole fucking family had that shit bro. that shit i had it like three four fucking times that's crazy no like it was no joke i have asthma so it was like it was really bad like um it's so weird this like i i covid's a really weird disease man because like i remember it, it like for me it came in like spurts it was like different things would happen every like couple hours like one one hour i'm like 
cold sweats. I'm getting as hot as fucking possible. And like, I'm trying to stay cool mm -hmm. for like three or four hours. Four or five hours later, I have this like brick in my nose. Like I'm so stuffy to the point that I can barely breathe. Five hours later, all that shit's gone. And now my lungs, I can't stop coughing to the point that my throat hurts. Mm -hmm. And I'm sniffing so much. And then I remember the like the last thing that I went through was like I was getting body aches uh, for yeah. no reason. Mm -hmm. Like and I couldn't understand it. Like my whole body was just aching. And then the very last thing that happened was that my nose was just running nonstop for like five to six hours. It was just running and I it was the most annoying thing ever. And I and I couldn't sleep. I remember I had COVID for about three days. I didn't sleep for three days. Like, yeah, for me, it was like the felt hot, body aches, runny nose, throat was hurting. I was like throwing up and shit like that. I had it pretty fucking bad. But the last time I had it, I think this was maybe like, shit, when was this? This may have been like mid, early 2022, I think, when I had it. That shit was like whatever. Like it was, I don't want to say whatever because it's a fucking dangerous disease, but it didn't last that long. Like I bounced back really fucking fast from it. I don't know what the yeah. fuck. I think cause I had it so many times before then. Yeah. The antibodies and also just like the strand gets worse the longer it's out. Mm -hmm. Also for everybody, for everybody listening, thank you for still fucking rocking with me and Sofi, bro. This is, we're almost done. Like literally I'm probably like, I'd say 70% done with the interview. I know I'd ask a lot of questions. It's, I like to build off of questions. I like to have conversations. So my bad if this is taking a long time for you guys. Uh, we're almost done, bro. And show Sophie some fucking love for sticking in with me, man. Uh, I want to know, bro, what made you want to make the song Streamers, bro? Uh, so I was like, <laughs> so there's these little things that you can do on you, uh, like on YouTube where you can go in people's live streams and then drop like, uh, your music and people will listen to it on live streams and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just a lot watching a lot of speed, a lot of Aiden Ross, a lot of Gideon and like all them all them at that period of time and Kai. So I was like, yeah, maybe it'd be cool to kinda like just make a song and kinda like the the beat was kinda goofy, like it kinda sounded like sounded kinda different. So I was like, what if I do a little something like this on on this song? See if it'll see 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 if people fuck with it. And yeah, I just, I, I, I remember specifically I wanted to do it because I wanted to send it to streamers and see if they would like catch all the names that I used in the song. That's literally all it was for. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's another song that had like some fucking, it had some shit in it. it had some like some bars in it. So was that, was that your last song? I don't think so. You post, didn't you post something before that and you took it down? Uh, I definitely post something and took it down. I think I posted a song that I had and took it down because I felt the song wasn't as good as it could be. And I dropped it too late because the song didn't hit as hard as it did when I first made it, when I dropped it, mm -hmm. I was listening to the song. I was like, bro, I got to drop. I haven't dropped in a minute. I also have this thing where like I drop a song and I'm like, bro, I haven't dropped in months. Like this is not going to be the song I drop after months. Right. Like. <laughs> I have this weird feeling in my head that like, nah, something got to be crazy. And was, was, was that the song, uh, Lean Rock? Was it that song? 
No. Did you ever drop that? that? You still haven't dropped uh, that? No, I never dropped that song. Oh wow. Because there that's, that's go ahead. The producer for that song, that is my nigga, bro. That's my guy. <laughs> that's <laughs> he he's my guy. He is crazy. Leonardi, he is crazy. Mm. Yeah, there's I a just had to say that. <laughs> like because when you click on your SoundCloud link and Instagram, you click on it. And it says this track has been deleted. So do you know what song that was? Because I thought it was that song. Nah, I know it wasn't that song. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, I know what it was. It was Voulez Vous. Um, it was a song that I had, like, uh, with a little French in it. That actually remind me of that. That's probably why, like, I probably need to link a song that's up right now on my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So why'd you delete the you song? I just wasn't feeling it like it, for my mm. first drop back and like I remember like it was after like four or five months I was like bro like nah this ain't the song that I need to have for my like drop after months and months like I need to I need to drop something better nah actually probably the first song that, I, that I'm gonna drop is either Lean Rock or I have another one called Riverdale that was like made off of the Riverdale outro um I remember we were just watching Riverdale. I we were me and me me and my people from like SoundCloud, like a few people that I met from SoundCloud and I just like have known for years. We have like a Discord and like we'd be just watching shows, movies and shit like that. And like <laughs> we were watching Riverdale and at the end I remember like the song came in and I said to somebody I know, he's a producer, his name's Normac. I I talked about him a little bit earlier, but I was like, "Bro, this could be made into like a drill beat." And he was like, but 30 minutes later he sends me the fucking the beat into a fucking drill beat and then i just record it the next day i i might be dropping that song but i don't i don't know yet okay i don't know for sure bro that lean rock that needs to be dropped as soon as possible bro you tease that in january dog <laughs> that needs to be dropped like that that's wild that you have that <laughs> like in the, in this caption it says soon like, bruh, that's crazy. Soon for me is different than other people. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but, uh, on, on your song, Streamers, bro, one bar that, like, stood out to me, you said, uh, it was towards the end of the song, you said, my flow, it ain't free like the Masons. So, I mm. I want to ask you, how how did you come about finding about uh, Freemasonry? I ain't gonna lie, it's just like, uh... <laughs> I don't want to say I know a lot about Freemasons because I don't. I don't know much at all. But I know, like, I, I've heard the, I heard the, I, I've heard about the Freemasons constantly throughout hip hop. Early hip hop, they talk about the free. Yeah. They they use bars like that. Like they talk about the Freemasons and do plays and bars on that shit. So I was just like, Freemasons, it rhymes, works. We good to go. Yeah. Sometimes I don't think too much about bars. Okay. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes it's just like, oh, it sounds cool. From your perspective, what do you think? Uh... The Freemasons are. I don't know much at all, bro. Like I'm telling you, like I don't, I don't want to, I don't. As truthful as I can be, I don't know nothing. Like I'll, like I don't know much at all. Like it, it, it's uh, it's just very interesting. I I do like a lot of research. I listen to a lot of uh, I'm big into like philosophy and shit like mm -hmm. that. One of my favorite philosophers, um. He's a mystic. His name is uh, Manly P. Hall. I have, I think I have like two of his books. Amazing philosopher. Does a lot of lectures. He was a Freemason. And uh, 
Mm-hmm. One thing he said, he said it was a, uh, this is his own words. He said it's a fraternity inside of a fraternity, whatever uh, mm-hmm. that means. But yeah, that, that's what, that's what he said. I found that very, very interesting. I'm probably going to link a lot of Manly P. Halls. Are you into philosophy at all? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely a little into philosophy. I, I was going to actually take a class on philosophy when I, if I ever decided to go back to school for a free credit because I wanted to get into it. I was very interested in high school. So like, mm-hmm. I don't want to act like I'm like deep into philosophy because I only, I only took that one class and I didn't do much reading afterwards, mm-hmm. but I do know it piqued my interest when I looked into it, like hearing about uh, Socrates and thing and, and, and just like simple theories that everybody knows about. It was very interesting. Yeah. I fucking, I love philosophy. I listen to, well, I try to listen to as many, uh, Specifically, Manly P. Hall's lectures as possible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna link it to you after this. I'm probably gonna link it down below to his channel. Amazing yeah. philosopher, amazing human being, ten out of ten human. But are you big into like spiritualism of any kind, or? Nah, like I want to say I'm mostly agnostic. I don't, I don't really believe in anything. But I wouldn't. But I'm not like where it's like there's definitely nothing. I just agree to like the standard. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Like, yeah. So like you wouldn't be surprised. Oh, you hope. So like I'd hope. Yeah. Is it safe to say like you're you're in the belief that you don't know that if there is a god, but you you wouldn't be surprised if there is and if there isn't type of shit type of thing. I wouldn't be surprised whether there is or isn't, but okay. I would hope that there is. I would hope that there's something after. Like like the whole the whole dreary thought of like black. It's horrifying. <laughs> is, is is like the scariest thing of all time. So it's like, I hope there's something after it, after this. Like I really do. I hope there's something after this. But then again, I scientists like, <laughs> we might be going to immortality in the next fifteen to thirty years. So you might not need to worry about that, bro. Like they're they're three D printing hearts now. So <laughs> yeah, real shit. Yeah. The stem cell research and stuff. Yeah, bro, they're 3D printing hearts. I think, like, there was one scientist that said, says that they believe that humans will be immortal in the next 15, 10 to 15 years. I don't think it's going to be that short. I think maybe 20, 25. But, like, not hit, nah, science has came a long way. So it's like, you might not never have to worry about that. We might be, like, literally on some, like, uh, uh, what was that show called? Fuck. My favorite show, Black Mirror. Might be on some mm. Black Mirror shit where we're all in a database. Um, yeah, it's scary actually, to me. That's that's like one of my favorite shows, bro, because like though it, it shows like the good things of of electronics in a lot of ways and future in the future and futuristic ideas that we could have, mm-hmm. but it also shows the very evil side of it as well. So like that's like one of my favorite shows of all time. Other than that, Atlanta, of course, Atlanta is up there. My aunt loves it. That's crazy. She loves Atlanta, bro. That's crazy. Bro, I still haven't watched you... it. Atlanta, I still need to finish the last two episodes of Atlanta, so I'm sleeping. But Atlanta will be one of the best shows of all time. When I say Childish Gambino, like went crazy on that show because I'm pretty sure he was the the writer of that show, yeah. but like. That show's amazing. There's so many things that you're like, holy shit. This is real life. Like <laughs> Yeah. I've seen a couple of scenes which is pretty like trippy. I think that I was telling my office, it'll be cool to see him and uh Jordan Peele, the guy who made Get Out. It'll be cool to see them collab on something. That would be fire, bro. That'd be interesting, for sure. 
that'd be really interesting going back to like um the afterlife and stuff like that what would you like it to be like what would you like to see the afterlife being like if you could choose like what do you think would be the perfect afterlife perfect like oh my god it's like i don't know probably just 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 a place that i could spend spend with my spend with the people i love my family like my friends like just somewhere where i could spend time and just be at ease at all times and just enjoy but that's that's pretty much it like other than that i don't i don't really care about much i feel that i feel like for me it would be that and also being able to just travel like if i want to fly to like i don't know some random dimension or something like that like you know like shit like that It'd be cool if everything was like Minecraft and oh <laughs> like, my god, would that be fire? Everything like Minecraft, but I had to stay dripped out because I'm because I am, <laughs> I am very material when it comes to clothes. I'm I'm heavy really? on clothes too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I'm bad for that. I'm bad for clothes. Like I'm very like I gotta stay. <laughs> That's interesting. So what's like your favorite like clothing brand? Um, uh, right now, um, I'm not really like into like. Like I, I, I have went through phases where I'm like really heavy on like like designer brands like Gucci, Louis. I remember there was a time that I wanted more chrome hearts or some chrome hearts shit or mm-hmm. like or like some helmet lang or shit like that. There there's been times I'm really into that, but lately I got more into like Uniqlo. Uniqlo is like a Canadian brand where they like kinda have more simple clothing, but like it's affordable. But Nah, more Uniqlo. I can't even lie. Uniqlo goes crazy. Like, that's funny on Uniqlo lately. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I am. I well, mainly I really like graphic tees. Like, yeah. I'll wear some vintage shit, some just like some regular. You know what I'm saying? Like some regular stuff. But when it comes to designer, and this ain't even really designer no more. Really, I mean, it is probably in other yeah. countries, but in America, it's not really viewed as designer anymore. Uh, yeah. I really like a lot of Tommy Hilfiger. Like, like their polo tees. Like, just their their button ups amazing. I love a lot of Tommy Hilfiger shit. Like I got a long I got a little long sleeve rugby for Tommy Hilfiger. I got like I got like one puffer vest. I know one put one vintage puffer vest. Oh, um man. not vest, uh bomber puffer jacket. Mm-hmm. Um a Nautica one, little Nautica joint. There was a little time like probably like last year or the year before that I bought like a lot of vintage jackets cuz I like the I like the vintage uh, Tommy or like Nautica jackets, and mm-hmm. then I like their vintage like the rugby's and the long sleeve rugby's. Those shits are hard to me, but like, um, it's really hard to get on websites. Like, I I think the only real like um, there's a website called like Deadstock.ca. They're they're really like one of the only good ones. Like most of the other niggas, most of the other niggas that you buy um, fucking uh vintage clothes from they're like like come with coffee stains like bro like their stains literally on these clothes like they're not even <laughs> bro like like you're fucking me up like you you like and they don't even show them so you, they get to they get to you and you're like bro like, like what the fuck <laughs> hell no peanut butter and jelly stains on your vintage yeah, that's that's crazy yeah so i'm like bro like so I stopped buying more vintage clothes, but like I do love vintage clothes. If I could get a brand new, like vintage Tommy Hilfiger jacket, I would I'd go crazy. I'd go dumb. But like, there's only like one or two websites you can use. I've been trying to get into like uh, 
there's a this tapestry sweater that I just bought that's like has like all like the uh neighbor of Totoro, the spirited away, and like uh fucking uh Princess Mononoke because I'm heavy in anime. But like when I was like a kid, I watched all those movies and a lot of nostalgia when it comes to anime movies and shit like that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. <laughs> I got that sweater because I just for nostalgia because I'm a nostalgia merchant. I can't lie. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, but yeah, the I fucking love Tommy, man. That shit, and it's pretty affordable too. I think that's why I really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy, Polo, Nautica, um, yeah, Perry Ellis, all those brands. They're just like, they're like a step above, like they're a step above, like Marshalls. But just mm-hmm. a step below, a step below, like things like your Gucci's and mm-hmm. your like Louis Vuittons. They're like in the middle range, so it's like you could Amazing. always throw on some like Ralph, and you're like, "Oh, that shit hard." Yeah, because it's a staple. So yeah. I want to know how did I'm Dante come about reacting to your song Seventh Grade? <laughs> that is a very funny story. Um, so like. <sighs> I was I was like this is when I was in university for a second. Um I remember I was like I was debating on quitting music at that period of time cuz I was like bro like I don't want to do this shit no more. I'm bored. Like I'm tired of talking to people every fucking day. Cuz at that period of time we're always in Skype chats and shit like that talking and group chats because this is before Discord really took off. But um um I remember I just tweeted at Dante Cause he reacted to somebody else in the scene, um, somebody named Creative Kid. Um, he reacted to him, um, and he had his song and his shit. And I, and I and I, and um, I was like, bro, if he reacted to his stuff, he would like my stuff. He likes X. I have a song sort of kind of like around that genre. I think he'll fuck with it. So I just tweeted at Dante and I said, if this shit ain't hard, I'm fucking quitting. <laughs> And I linked the song. He said, and then he, I, I think he said, he tweeted back. He was saying, nah, little bro, you like, this is crazy because I did this at probably like 1230 to like 1130 in the afternoon, my time. So, and I remember like I had school off that day and I was on a horrible sleep schedule. So it got to like 1 PM, like 30, 45 minutes past. And I went to sleep. I woke up at 7 p.m. <laughs> I woke up. The first thing I seen was his tweet. So I didn't really see anything. Um, at 7, 7 p.m. I woke up. I seen that he tweeted me back. And I was just appreciative that he tweeted me back. Because Dante is my favorite YouTuber. Like, when it comes to all time, Dante is, like, that guy for me. Like, he was, like, I watched him, like, every day. His reactions, like, I feel like he did reaction videos like nobody else did them. His whole personality was in the reaction videos. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it really got me interested. So just seeing him, he was like, nah, bro, you can't quit or something like that. I don't remember what he said. He said, nah, this is hard. This is crazy. I was like, thank you. So then I, that's all I thought that it was. I woke up at 7 PM. So I'm like, okay, wipe the, wipe the little sleep out of my eyes. Go on my (laughs) SoundCloud. Go on my SoundCloud. My song has 7,000 plays at this period of time. It, it had been out for like two months and it was at like 7,000 plays. That's around what I was averaging at the time. I was averaging like seven, 
to like 6,000 plays on every song. So I look at my song, I'm like, I'm astonished <laughs> because I look at the shit. I'm like, am I like, am I freaking the fuck out? This is at 15 K now. What happened? So then like, so then I'm like, I look on YouTube and I see that his, his, his video just came out 30 minutes, 30 minutes ago. It went up that much in 30 minutes. So I'm like, what the fuck? Backflip out of my bed. <laughs> I show my parents the video. And then I, that's it. Literally, like, I, I really haven't had no contact with him other than that. Like, like it was just like, he, he reacted to what I tweeted. He uh, made the edit for the beginning of his video. And the song blew up, like, no contact after that. I've never spoke to him. And he played it a few times in a stream after that when I was in his streams and shit like that. And I didn't want to say too much because I don't want to be that guy to be yeah. like, be like, oh, that's my song. <laughs> but, he, but he did it on Twitter. I remember he made a little, little clip on Twitter playing the song. He liked the song, clearly. He played it, like, four or five times, like, at least on video. So it was like... And I remember he liked a, a couple other of my songs. And he follows me on SoundCloud. But, like... Yeah, that's it. Like it was, it was really simple. I just put out a tweet. He reacted, and it was that. That's fire. So, what was like the process like of making that song? Seventh grade. I, I want to say I just got the beat, and then just it flew. Like it, like that song took about thirty to forty-five minutes. I can't even lie to you. That was a very quick song. Okay. Um. I just had a flow in my head from the beginning of me hearing the song. Like I already had like this this like picture in my head of like the way I wanted to flow and how I wanted to play around with the beat and it just worked. Damn, you may compare it to like how you say like your other songs are, it takes you a long no, time. Was, this seemed really easy. Was, no, this was completely different. There's certain songs where I do that, like the Pokemon freestyle, like there's certain songs like that just like those are always those are the most fun. When I say like the mm -hmm. most fun songs those are the most fun the ones that just like work somehow mm -hmm. like they just like there's no try hard there's no like extra process like those are the most fun because you're just like oh i'm just here to fuck around like i'm just playing around with this bitch and then like yeah that one was very quick that one was very in and out there's probably like three or four songs like that on my soundcloud where it was just like very very quick very 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 quickly finished and i'm done yeah that that's fucking crazy, bro. That's wild because you say like it takes you a while to make a song so for that to be just like you just knocked it out. That's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, it just worked. So there's a picture. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm going I'm to send it to you on Instagram really, really fast just so you can check it mm -hmm. out really quick. Um, and I want you to describe to the listeners what I just sent you. <laughs> Some nigga. <laughs> Big Dante fan. That's that, that's the best way I could probably explain it. Somebody literally commented a whole last paragraph saying, "Dante brought me here. Dante brought me here. Dante brought me here." Yo, like he he's a fan of Dante. Like <laughs> that's crazy that him reacting to that. It literally, man, it's just crazy how much power somebody can have. Like literally by reacting to something, or like how you were saying earlier in the interview, somebody making like a car edit with your song in the background, how if it goes viral, it could drastically change either somebody's life or somebody's perspective on somebody. Like it's, 
it's crazy, man. It's wild. No, like that's the reason why I talked about that that whole shit that happened, like with the whole fucking Instagram and like YouTube, because I don't know how much vi- views Dante had in that video. I haven't looked at it for a while. I think it was probably like four or five hundred k at this point. Mm-hmm. But like, I want to say in a week that song made that song went from like in a week or two that song went from like seven k to like basically a hundred in like a week or two and dante had about 250k to 300k subs at that point like he wasn't as big as he is now it just just to know that that he he had that following and he had not that many like not as many people as when it as went into those other edits that i talked to you before about Mm -hmm. and they're literally trying to find the song it's like yeah it's just i know the the effect that it could have had and and it's crazy just to think back of like i think i gained like about two thousand followers from soundcloud like i was at about 1500 and i went to like no i was at about 1200 i went to like 3200 when that whole dante thing happened i believe but yeah um yeah like it's crazy the effect that somebody can have if your music's good and they just post it and they at you or they just show some love to you yeah because like that's all it takes and it's like yeah people are weird with that sort of thing though people don't want to show love and sometimes people gatekeep people's music i don't know what that is where like they don't want to actually give support to the artists but a lot of people do that it's like it's like it's like rappers with producers like Mm. A lot of rappers won't put producers' names and shit like that into their song and shit like that and show who made the beat and shit like that. It's like, bro, that bro, if if I put seven if I put fifty in the song, the producer definitely put fifty into that song. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that song took effort. How you gonna not how you not gonna show me love for something that I made? <laughs> like I wonder if it's like an ego thing. thing. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it's a, it's that mixed with just like I don't know. I I don't know what that is. I don't know what the mindset is. Super odd. But speaking of like content creators and stuff like that, uh, I seen a couple tweets from you basically saying how like it's disgusting how Mr. Beast can like show so much love and people still be like angry at it, type shit. Mm-hmm. They're like mad at him showing love, like basically like killing people. Like he just released a video where he's cure people of blindness like crazy shit yeah. and it's like no i think that's crazy so, like I, I i think i think a lot of people that comment on things about that have never done anything for, for yeah. anybody and don't understand the harsh circumstances that these people that he actually helped were in like these yeah. are people that that can't see these people are people that live in very very harsh conditions of course you would love the world to look beautiful but it, it it's like you don't understand the harsh world we're living in. It's very different what he does compared to like. I remember like, I want to say like, I'm not gonna give a specific example. Actually, I'll just say this: people go up to like people that are homeless all the time, and they'll be like, "I'll give you like fifteen dollars if you do, yeah, thirty push-ups." Yeah, weird like, shit. Like that's yeah. that's different. That's completely different than what Mr. Beast does. And that's kind of what it, what it seems like people are taking it as that he's trying to exploit these people. You gotta realize, like, if he's healing a thousand people of blindness, you watch that video. He only shows like 
10 to 20 people. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else who was either not comfortable or he just couldn't fit them in the video, he also just healed their eyes and they're not in the video. They're not being exploited or they weren't uncomfortable, but he still helped them. Yeah. It's like, you got to understand people have millions and millions of dollars and they're not helping people. I don't see Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos like out there helping people, bro. They're just playing around with space. Like, yeah. Yeah. they're just, they're just playing around in space. They're not giving, they're not, they're not helping nobody, but this dude is creating money to help more people. And it's like, how can you not think that's beautiful? Like that's, it's disgusting. Like it's disgusting if you think otherwise, like you need to live in reality if you don't think otherwise because you're not living in it or you have never done anything to for somebody that would actually help them it, it i just don't understand I, i'll never get the mentality of somebody who does who, who thinks that way about what he's doing yeah i mean i'm all for like mr b's doing what he's doing because again like how you're saying it's not an exploitative way now i want to ask mm -hmm. you if if you had mr beast money what would be the first thing you would do to help people Hmm. See, I've never thought specifically how I'd help people, but I've, uh, I have, I've always thought that like, because I had the option to go through that, that program with TYP, I always thought like, I'd love to put money if I had the money, if I had the money to put more money into the program so they can put more people and hmm. kind of start more of like, almost like a separate school for something like that, like almost like a not like a separate school, but like a separate building where people can go with specifically their teachers so they can have more students going through that. Yeah. So it can help more more African Canadian or native people and try and make it and, and if I had enough money, hopefully the objective would be to make it worldwide. Uh obviously probably not worldwide, it'd probably go max North America, but like yeah. at least do something like that, make it in North America because I feel like people deserve opportunity and that's a big that's a big issue is that people don't have enough opportunities if i can give that opportunity nobody has an excuse of not having an opportunity yeah and also just like you also have to do the work i feel like if you go through school like and go through that program because that program was not easy to went through <laughs> you have to you have to learn how to write like somebody in university and it's mostly people that have been out of school for a while um so it's like it's like it's a lot of learning and and it's something that you actually like i'm not just giving the opportunity to somebody who doesn't want to work and who doesn't actually want to change their life i i feel like that that'd be great because it's somebody who's trying to take an opportunity and they're actually going through my program and trying to change their life for the better i want to ask what's a video idea that sounds crazy but you wouldn't be surprised if mr beast did it type shit um i don't know man like maybe man. maybe like uh maybe like uh, maybe like a 3d printed heart transplant yeah like, like if you would try to do something like that like or like yeah something that hasn't been done before like when it comes to the medical medical field or like like that like a 3d transplanted heart him being the first person because i think he has because people are going to feed into like what his message is because most people understand what he's doing is amazing so it's like i feel like he the sky's the limit for him he yeah. can make so much money to the point where he could do crazy things that we've never seen before you know i think it's going back to what you said about like uh scientists trying to make us immortal 
I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Beast comes out with a video talking about some shit like, I just made 50 people immortal. They can no longer die. And this is how I did it. I wouldn't be surprised type shit. That shit's going to be expensive when it first starts. Like, I already know, like, when, when, when that whole thing comes down to, down to, like, being a thing, if, like, they are able to make people immortal and we're all turning into cyberpunk, uh, <laughs> uh, I know that shit's going to be expensive mm -hmm. from the beginning. Like, it's going to be like, it's going to be like can, can, laptops and, like, cell phones when they first became a thing. Extremely expensive. Only the rich people can have them. And then, years and years down the line we'll be able to get them so i don't know if my generation or anybody will actually be able to benefit from it but we'll see i don't even know if i'd get that shit bro i'd be too scared to get it like i don't know i wouldn't feel i don't know i'd feel like bro, i'm sketched out sword art online yeah that shit's scary die you die in real life I want to be a sword art online. I can't lie. Or that episode of Black Mirror where they download your consciousness and put it into like a database. That's interesting. That's the thing. What, happens, what if that shit gets what deleted, when the bro? Servers go, exactly. What when the servers go down. Where do you go, bro? Like that shit. Like hell no. I'm good on that. That's scary. But then again, then again, if you're supposed to be dead, you wouldn't go any. If if you don't go anywhere, you wouldn't go anywhere. So would you rather try that or not try anything? I don't know, man. I think I don't know. That's the know. thing. It's like when you question it, it's like, bro, like, who knows? I want to know what was, what was the inspiration behind your song? I think it's called Black or Dreams and Nightmares. Black. Black. Um, it was just I think it was black. It was Black History Month, and I was just like. <laughs> I just thought of the line like I always love people like Martin Luther King like it like obviously it's not a disrespect that Martin Luther King or mm -hmm. Malcolm X but I always felt like Martin was very nice and people need to be friendly and I always felt like Malcolm's like by any means was more resonated with me yeah yeah but also to a certain extent I was just trying to say like <laughs> I'm from like people aren't trying to hear any of that like get together like shit's going on and like what are you gonna do like shit's happening like like it it's tough like <laughs> niggas are crazy like we're like people are crazy around like around like like we can we can talk we can talk all about being safe and everybody being together but it's not that like people are just crazy like there's crazy people out here there's real savage people out there that are like just nutcases and that's what i see so while somebody's gonna more so like there's people that are irredeemable in this world yeah <laughs> like there's people that that like are just crazy and you couldn't do nothing for so all the talk of i wish i w wish and it's a great wish I wish everybody could be together and everything could be all good. But like I said, there's crazy people in this world. There's irredeemable things in this world. I see them every single day. And like a lot of people aren't trying to get better. A lot of people don't want to be together. For as many people who want to be positive and everybody be nice to each other, it's not that. Like you see world stars enough to tell you it ain't that. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, that's so crazy the evolution of world star bro they was posting videos of people getting their ass whooped all type of ignorant yeah. shit now they do music videos and all that shit now they're a blog yeah. that's crazy yeah world star is a crazy place but uh i remember uh wake up and groan being like two of your more like softer sounding songs like how come yeah. you how come you don't make those songs like more consistently like the more softer sounding stuff um you know what it you know it's it's not that i wouldn't do it it's more so like i just don't get enough like most of most of the beats that i get sent i just get sent by people i know or people that I talk to so like it's more so i just don't get those beats and i don't i don't i don't like dealing with people on youtube that much like, I don't, I don't like dealing with, like, getting beats from people on YouTube that much. So, like, that's all it is. Like, if, um, if somebody on SoundCloud just sends me beats, like, I'll just do it. I'll just make a song, like, around that vibe. But it's just, like, I only received a couple songs that were around that vibe. Like, where, where they were more softer and I could use auto-tune. But I love that shit. I listen to, like, I listen to people like Summers, Jace, um, Can Can. Um, Autumn, I, I listen to that whole scene, bro. Like, Autumn. Yeah. Autumn's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I, I really like that scene. It's just, it's just I don't get many beats, like, around that plug sort of vibe. So I don't, I don't make much around it. Right, Sophie, I'm about to send you another picture, and I want you to uh, let us know what I just sent you. I just sent it through Instagram. <laughs> yo, yo. I think I, if I remember that, that was like, <laughs> that was a tweet of me. I said something, like, I, I, I. <laughs> okay, so, like, I'm on Twitter all the time. If you're, if you're on Twitter, like, Twitter is like. <laughs> Twitter's like a cesspool of fucking like <laughs> crazy e-girl horny nigga shit all day, Bro. all day long. Those tweets might actually still be up. Yeah, they are. Oh, they are up. No, like I just remember like I seen like uh, <laughs> I seen like three or four posts from like people over along the lines of like Britannia and shit like that posting like if you like real anime girls like like my post or do you want to watch anime or what would you do if you seen this and then i was just like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna make four tweets and if anybody sees them they see them yeah those are some diabolical tweets man it was some real life like <laughs> i seen that i was mind you i i scroll through twitter for research and i'm finding that i'm like bro what is bro who am i interviewing bro what is going on dog bro i just be trolling sometimes bro i promise you <laughs> yeah the tweet that Sophie said is act like those tweets didn't happen that's basically yeah <laughs> I thought that was that fucking is... funny. I need to find those. What did I say? We'll find them. I'll I'll read those later. Those are probably funny as shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you probably seen a lot of FIFA. You probably seen a yeah. lot of soccer. FIFA, tweets. soccer, funny tweets. Two K maybe a little bit. <laughs> now, As... let's see. Let's see. I know a lot of your songs are produced by like a. Well, a lot of them, they were produced by Mark Vaines. How did you come about meeting him? Mark Vaines, uh, he was in a collective that I was in called Lost Cause. Uh, his original name was RKM. Um, I thought that was 
I forget. It was Reality Knows something. But yeah, RK, his name was RKM. And uh, basically, we I, I had just been around with Mark Vane's, like... I've known him since I started, like, kind of, like, getting decently big. We joined, like, a collective when I probably had... They had, like, seven... He had, like, probably, like, 750 followers. I had, like, 600. So, like, kind of just, like, started around the same time. Cool. That's that's one of the bros. Him, a lot of people that I actually worked with on that channel were in that collective. Uh, Theos, um, who who made the beef for Prey. Um, Wish, the person, Giant, who made that. Mesca, who made What You Want. They're all from... They were all from Lost Cause. I, I all got those... All got those together from that. Also, um, Griffin. Yeah, a lot of people just in the same collective. So I don't know if you already spoke up on this, but how'd you join KB, Killer Vise? Hmm. So, like, I was in <laughs> Mortis the Clip for about a week or two. Maybe a month. Maybe it was a month. I didn't talk much. But, um... I joined Mortis Eclipse at the very end of Mortis Eclipse. So when Mortis Eclipse split off, we made a collective called Planet Mud mm -hmm. that I came up with the name of. Um, and basically everybody that was in that, we kind of split up again. And then I kind of talked to DK and I was like, I'm not really trying to make a collective. I'm trying to make more of a community of people who like and love music mm -hmm. and who would want to work together and who were like just appreciative of the music that everybody makes. And DK was like, bet, what do y'all want to name this? And then he named it Killer Vibes, K turned into KV, and that's that's it. So you're basically like one of the like founding members of KV, basically. Like you were there from the beginning, yeah. really. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I, this is uh, one of the very last questions. I have four more questions left. I seen a tweet from you, bro. It said, "Eating steak past medium rare is for psychopaths." So now I want to know how does the infamous Sanfi eat his steak, bro? It's medium rare, bro. Only. Really? So I mean, I seen like your explanation for why you eat it that way. It's like more, I guess, better flavor, more nutrients, and shit like that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a well done type of guy i love my shit well done i don't want to see no blood that shit freaks me out bro like i remember that that shit so, happened i literally threw up like i bit into my burger and blood came out i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you like i tell everybody else that i had this conversation with so there's no blood in steak the what the red you're seeing is actually um they're 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 like fibers. They're not actually blood. It's something that comes from them freezing the meat because all the blood that comes off of meat is drained from the meat, from the butcher. All the blood is drained out. So it's water and a lot of fibers and nutrients that are like that are coming out. It's not actually blood. It looks like blood because it's red, of course. But actually it's not. There's there's actually I can actually link you a video to actually explain the whole thing, but it's not actually blood. But cooking your steak past medium rare like it just is it, it just doesn't give you benefit it just takes all the juices and ever and a lot of the flavoring out of it see the thing is i used to always eat my steak well done before i did a lot of research on a steak mm -hmm. and then like i started to realize like there's no point point. and the thing is 
when you grow up in a black household, they tell you, cook that shit until it's done. Mm -hmm. That shit ain't done if you see any pink, if you see any red. And that's true with things like chicken. Things like chicken because they're mixed with intestines and things like that where yeah. a lot of germs and things like that come off. Steak is cut up, cut from the back. If you're cutting a steak from the back, all the bacteria and everything like that, it's not getting mixed with the stomach where things like E. coli come from. Yeah. And all these all these horrible bacteria that can come out. The most important thing is always cooking the edges and making a crust on the edges. And the reason being is because all the all the bacteria is on the edges. If there's any bacteria, it's on the edges. That's why people can literally eat steak raw, but I would never do that because you're a fucking barbarian if you do that. But, Man. <laughs> but no, nah, you don't have to cook it past like you just need to make a really good crust on the outside. Like and then and then literally it's perfectly healthy. People can eat fish raw from fat from flash freezing. If you can eat sushi, you can eat medium rare steak. Yeah, I, I can't I can't eat sushi. I can't eat have none you, of that shit. Huh? But if you said you if you tried it, if you tried it, you don't like it. It's like it's up to you. But I'm saying when you finally do get to that mood that you're just like, I want to try medium rare steak and I'm going to eat the whole thing. You're never going to go back. And remember, I said it <laughs> medium rare. huh? Yeah. You could even do medium well, bro. You don't even like you could even do medium well, which is still just like slightly pink, but mm -hmm. like and work your way down. But I'm telling you, medium rare is the way to go. Interesting. I'll 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 uh, I'll put that into my notes. Uh, I'm telling you, I'll send you the video that will explain you exactly what the what the what the like red stuff. It's like I forget exactly what it is. It's there's literally a name for it, but it's literally basically just like it's basically some sort of fiber or like something like that. It's from like freezing the meat and then defrosting. It's something I I forget what it is. You could definitely send me that. You could link it in the chat too. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out later. I got um, you. So I did this in my last episode, bro. And I know you're big into anime. So mm -hmm. I want to give you my personal top five favorite anime. And based off of my list, I want you to recommend me three. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my top five. One, Death Note. Mm -hmm. Parasite. Cells at Work. Seven Deadly Sins and Yu-Gi-Oh. Now my list may get shut on, but that's my personal favorite five. So what would you recommend me based off of that list? Death Note, oh, Parasite, so Cells at Work, Seven Deadly Sins, and Yu-Gi-Oh. So you're more of the dark. It's like you like you like kind of like dark anime. Let's see. Oh my god, because I can't recommend you all dark anime because like I I watch a lot of like. So one thing you gotta watch is Kanesuba. Kanesuba is the funniest anime of all time probably like it's got to be the funniest anime of all time if you want to watch an anime where you'll laugh the entire fucking show konosuba um okay uh, also fuck. before you recommend me anything else cells at work is an anime about like uh blood cells in the body and yeah, shit. yeah I, I do know cells at work is the one that like i didn't finish it that's why i forgot what it was amazing anime it's like He's like a white blood cell. The guy's like a white blood cell. And I think the girl's like a red cell or something like that. But I watched only like the first episode. It's like in a folder where I keep like just a bunch of animes that I'll get to at some point. But I watch seasonal anime so much that like it's hard to go back. Mm -hmm. But Konosuba, okay. for sure. Have you ever watched AOT Attack on Titan? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. That's not in your top five. Mm, hell no, bro. That's not to me. That's not. It's cool. But like. I, I put bleach about that. Attack on Titan's amazing though, 
But I'll put Bleach above Attack on Titan. Okay, 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 okay. It's hard. Now it's hard now. Konosuba, for sure. Um, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about that anime. Like, niggas just love that. All my niggas that I got into anime watch Konosuba. <laughs> okay. But, uh... Uh... Fuck. Three. Oh, my God. I've watched so many animes. Holy fuck. Have you ever watched Erased? No, that's actually on my list. I've never seen them. Write that down right now. Erased. It's one, se- it's one season. It is okay. amazing. Because um, okay. Parasite is one season as well. Okay. And then... I watched Parasite. Parasite is very good. Amazing. Um, and then the last one, I just recently watched it. It's one of the better animes. I probably will end up putting this in my top five. Made in Abyss. Made in Abyss is amazing. I would have put Promise Neverland in in the in the list, but the second season sucks of Promise Neverland. So if you're willing to never watch the second season and never watch what happens, watch Promise Neverland because it's amazing. Uh, for the first season, it's absolutely crazy. But yeah, those three I would say. Uh, Konosuba, uh, Made in Abyss, and what was the third one? Erased. Erased. Erased was one of my favorite. Okay. So for my very, very last two questions for you, Safi, before I get into my 33 question segment, is where do you mm-hmm. see yourself in the underground scene in five years? I don't know, bro. I'm not making music no more, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Five years, I probably won't be making music unless it went somewhere. If it went somewhere, then I mean, underground legend, you know, but mm-hmm. otherwise I probably won't be making music in five years. Like I'm more so on the on the verge of like stopping probably in the next three to two three to four mm. i would say so what do you plan on doing when you stop bro um either going back to school or just keeping with the job that i'm doing and moving up okay and so because i've been there so long that it's like i could move up at any time i could apply for a supervisor position at any, any point at the call center i'm at okay that's actually really fire so <laughs> Where do you see your where do you see the, like the underground scene in five years? Uh where do I see the underground scene, bro? It, it see the way that rap works is it kind of always revolves around. I, I, I assume that we're gonna see because I wanna say that like for me, like I love the drill scene and shit like that. I like 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 drill a lot right now and I do like plug. Mm-hmm. those are the only two things that are kind of going on right now so i feel like music's kind of like dead at the moment yeah a time period like this kind of happened around the the time of around 2006 to 2008 where music is really boring and it got kind of fucked over and then people like drake kid cuddy kanye started carrying and like birthed into people like kendrick j cole and asap rocky tyler the creator i feel like something like that's coming in like the next five five to seven years like a new wave of artists that are really making that making rap like making real like making 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 shit that i would love to hear again like shit Mm -hmm. like what rocky was making when he first came out shit like tyler was making when he first came out it just takes the it just takes um the younger generation growing up and they're them hearing people like Kendrick and hearing people like ASAP Rocky 
and wanting to make music like that, but in a newer way. And I think that's coming in five to seven years, probably. That's what's going to come from the underground. Very interesting. You're the first person to give like a more uh, in-depth answer to that question. Like, where do you, where, what's, where do you see it? That's very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so what's, yeah. what's one thing you change about the underground? More togetherness, bro. Like, honestly, yeah. people need to, people should be talking more and people should be more in communication. People kind of like, specifically on SoundCloud, and actually, I won't even say specifically SoundCloud, people in general, like, when it comes to music, people stay in their own lanes and they and they don't dip into other ones. Like, they don't talk to other people. Like, if you're a plug, you're a plug and you only talk to plug and it seems like you don't like anybody else that does anything else. Mm -hmm. If you're a drill, you only do drill, you only work with drill artists, you don't give a fuck what them plug niggas doing. It's yeah. like, if you're hyper pop, you can't fuck with anybody else but niggas who do hyper pop. I think there needs to be more immunity because we more uh more of a community because there needs to be collabs we need to be working together we need to be making more music because that's the only way you're going to innovate innovate and make something better yeah. like something new something that nobody else ever heard people got to work together that's that's pretty much all it needs to be stop all this fake shit where niggas are so fucking fake in on on things like soundcloud on things like youtube and artists don't want to work with each other nah nah we should be bridging the gap between communities because like that's what made soundcloud so hard Niggas working with niggas who are different. Yeah. I mean, I'm a forever, as long as I'm in the underground scene, I'm a forever preach that throughout my career. I want to bring more, I said in a lot of my interviews, I want to bring more underground artists together, man. If I could try to do that as an interviewer, I'm a fucking attempt that. But, uh, yeah. So, Sanfi, this is the very, very last segment of my, of my podcast called 33 Questions, where I ask their guests 33 random questions and they have to answer it as quickly and as truthfully as possible. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Question number one. If you could bring back anyone from the dead, who would you bring back? Biggie. Which country do you think Canada is the most similar to? Country, uh... I don't know about... UK. UK is easily. What's the last thing you ate? Fuck. Oh, shit. Eating. Would you rather shit a brick or piss an ice cube? Shit a brick, obviously. Like I can't. Not, <laughs> oh God! Not through my dick hole. Man. Not through my dick hole, bro. Like, <laughs> do you regret taking a break from music? Yes. How do you feel about the internet? Weird. Say... But I love it. I... Okay. Say the first thing that comes to mind when I say this next phrase: Go to sleep and dream. Go to sleep and dream. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, shit. If music was an anime, what artist would you want to train you and be your sensei? Oh, shit. Oh, damn. That's not going to come quick. Uh, Pause. Uh, Rocky. ASAP <laughs> Rocky. What's something you're afraid of? Heights. Is it possible to be too passionate? Yes. Is it possible for you to stop? Oh, go ahead. What are you going to say? I was going to say, look at Kanye, man. He's too passionate. <laughs> uh, that's... Yeah, Kanye going through a lot right now. Uh... Bro, I think he has all the best intent. The thing I'll say about Kanye is that I don't think... 
I think he has all the best intentions. I think he's just too ta- just too too passionate and I think he's been too jaded by the music music and fashion industry. That's how I feel about Kanye. Yeah. Mm. Is it possible for you to stop thinking or are you always thinking about something? I'm always thinking. Who's the next artist in KV I should interview next? Definitely Bay Robbins. Do you have on socks right now? Nah. <laughs> What's the last thing you purchased? <laughs> Jackets, sweaters, and hoodies. Okay. I want to say 30 to 40. 30 to 40. Yeah. Okay. All right. This next question, it's it says, uh, thing or ting? Thing. What are you allergic to? I don't have any allergies, but I might be allergic to pollen. That's a possibility. Okay. What's something you'd never eat? Never eat a head. <laughs> How is your month going so far? Good. I ain't gonna lie. Hypothetically speaking, would you be open to seeing a therapist? That's a weird one because sometimes I'm sometimes I think like I should go see a therapist and then other times I'm like, nah, bro, because I've spoken to a few. This is going to make me talk a little bit. Um, okay. I've spoken to therapists before because I've been in those moods. I do. I am somebody who says that people, if you're if you're down, call the suicide hotline because they do help slightly. Um, <laughs> if If there's a suicide hotline and you know the number, call it if you're feeling down. But I have spoken to therapists and like when you speak to therapists, it seems like they kind of blame everybody else from it's weird. Like it seems like you're at least a therapist that I've spoken to. It seems like they blame everybody else for your problems instead of you specifically. And I Mm. feel like that's not going to help me if I just feel like everybody else did this to me or made me wallow or made me sad. Like I feel like. Anything that I do, I have to work out for myself. I really, really loved that answer because I want to go into psychology and I want to be like a therapist slash psychologist or psych therapist. So I really love that answer that you just gave. I think everybody should, uh, because I want to see a therapist as well. I think everybody should go. And if they feel like they need it, they should go and do that. Um, No, I definitely feel like if you need that and if you're open to it, you should go. But I, that's just my experience because I don't mm-hmm. think that everybody is like that. I think some people could actually make make you understand the problems that you have at the root. And I believe people do need therapy because in a lot of cases, especially now, man, like in the, in the, in the, in the way that we live now, because bro, like I didn't have a phone most of the time when I was growing up as a kid and I wasn't on the internet most of the time. So I can actually disassociate myself from my phone. A lot of people can't, but, um. Social media and people being alone more than they ever have been in a period of time, less people being in couples, less people just having interactions with people. Mm-hmm. Therapy is something that is needed. Like it is something that you need. Like if you're, if if you need it, um, you need therapy for sure. Like you you got to go through it because you need to speak to somebody. Sometimes sometimes your family members, sometimes your friends can't help you. Yeah. Sometimes you need somebody from the outside looking in. Yeah. What is something from your childhood you regret? Not standing up for myself more. 
the very, very last question for you, Sanfi. Recently, have you ever had a crush on someone but never told them? Not recently. So for everybody listening, that was the 33 question segment of the podcast. Uh, did you did you like that, Sanfi? That shit was cool. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to try something different. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm big into psychology, and I feel like the most random questions can tell you a lot about somebody. Um, yep. So for everybody listening, this is the Sanfi interview. This has been, he's been on my list for a super, super cool minute. Uh, I've been waiting to interview him. Uh, like he said, I asked him who was the next KBR to some interviews. Probably going to be Bay. Um, is there anything you want to say to the people, Sanfi? Any upcoming projects you want to? Stay tuned for June. <laughs> Stay tuned for June, everybody. Um, I'm gonna leave all of Sanfi's links linked down below in this podcast. I'm gonna leave all the KV's links down below as well. Um, it's been your boy Make Love Obscure Mitch Podcast. I interview underground artists, uh, content creators, inventors, game developers, and anything in between that. Uh, yeah, if you like that, you should follow me on all social media platforms to stay tuned to when I upload a new interview. And yeah, it's your boy Make Love. Your boy Sanfi, we out. Peace.